Okay, we are here three hours into the podcast to talk about our top 15s of the new year. Last year, we did a top 10. That's not enough, guys. So we did top 15 this year. We decided to make the show longer. So let's get into hey, it. it. It's not necessarily no, like disagreeing. Beyond, beyond uh, 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 we hope you enjoy this. We had fun making them. Let's not waste making any more what? time. A list? Oh, I should have done Some that already. Rules. Some quick, quick rules. rules that you want to lay down for yes. us. Uh, we are going to go through our honorable, honorable mentions first. If you're going to say anything more about it than just the title, just try and keep it to like a sentence or two because we got a lot to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to do our top 15. We'll do it one at a time. Um, as we go, if you say a title and then someone else has it in their list and it's higher up, then just let us know that it is higher up in your list. And then that person, whoever has just mentioned it, will wait until we get to the person who has it highest. Yes. If no one else has it, then go ahead, gush. Because the thing here is like, if my number 15... I'm just I'm just saying, like, if my number 15 is God of War and Ben, your number one is God of War, then I will spend my 15 spot talking a lot about God of War. And then when you get to number one, my number one's God of War. And you already talked about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, so that's how we're going to. So do that's how to make it fair. Sense. So like if somebody has more passion for something, they get to talk about it and then we can all join in. Gotcha. OK, so that's how Sounds we're going to do it. And then when we get to the end, we'll compare our list to our predictions from our Spicy. annual uh, that we had at the middle of last year. Yes. Who wants? To go first with their honorable mentions. I will go first because I actually treated my numbers 15 through 11 as their honorable mentions, so I technically don't have any. Then you cannot go first. Exactly. <laughs> I will go first then. And some of these might surprise you. Uh, these are in no particular order. I was just, I, I got to 15, and I was like, I just, I don't know where I'm going to put these. So, Doctor Strange, Top Gun Maverick, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, Werewolf by Night, God of War Ragnarok, Cult of the Lamb, Prey, Glass Onion, X, and Pearl, because I put both of those in one. Sure. Uh, I watched and did more stuff than you guys. So and I, I don't know that makes and sense. I don't wow. feel as strongly as about some things about you guys do. So that being well. Some of those ended up in my fifteen. Some of those didn't, didn't end up in my I, fifteen. I know. <laughs> I fe- I know how you guys feel about things right. that I do. Uh yeah, I'll go. Um my honorable mentions also in no particular order are the Woman King, Spirited, After Party, The Northman, Doctor Strange, Multiverse Madness, Nope, She Hulk, uh Holly- Halloween Ends, House of the Dragon. Cyberpunk Edge Runners and Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. Um, a lot of those were in my honorable mentions before I changed my list entirely. Um, <laughs> so, as you are want to do. As I do. Um, so here's my honorable mentions. And no, once again, in no particular order. Inferno. Because the last issue came out in 2022 and I'm counting it. Uh, it's January. It counts. It counts. Uh, that was really good. I really enjoyed that. Rogue Sun. The entire series came out this year. That sh- that 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 comic book is awesome. It is mm-hmm. the Batman Beyond successor I needed in my life. Um, I really like that Massive Verse title almost as much as a, almost more than I like Radiant Black, which I also really love. Mm-hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog two, great movie. Inched out, inched out. Let me tell you, it was in there for a while. <laughs> that one I'm a little stunned by. For you, Avatar: The Way of Water. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, will, it was there, but again, once again, in chat, I have a review of it. I love this movie. Mm-hmm. I see you. I love this movie very, 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 very much. Honorable mentions. Scream, mm-hmm. 2022. Mm-hmm. Made by honorable mentions. I love that movie. I think that movie. I think that movie rules. I honestly almost forgot about it coming out this year because we have Scream 6 coming came out, out next January. year. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, there's no way Scream movie came out this year. We're getting one next year. Yeah. Uh, I really love what they did with... um. Dewey in that movie specifically. I think that movie rules. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's it. It's my honorable mentions. Okay. Then number 15. Number 15. Damn it. There we go. Slumberland. 
Ooh. Ooh. Good job. We love crying here. Hey, Ben. Shit, yeah. Slumberland should have been my honorable mentions. I have that higher. Okay. Bing bong. We'll get there. All right, Sparks, we'll, why don't you go we'll now? We'll get there. I really agonize over this one. Um, it's Elden Ring. But, That's high. Well, what the hundred? It's hundred yeah, yeah, higher. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you higher. also put in one twentieth of the hours we did. Yeah, yeah, but that's fair. That's why I agonize even over even putting it in yeah. here. But it's I hate the fact that, that it good. even made your your top list at all is like this is a signifier. Uh-huh. Uh, my fifteen is half of the dragon. Wow, yeah, it's higher. Good. I I cannot tell you guys how hard this was. Yeah, but like I like. So I love I love everything. That's why this is like I, I wanted this to be a top twenty five. I wrote like forty things down. I had to just I had to like I just I can't do all this. Yeah. So yeah, fifteen's yeah. out the dragon. But this oh, was good. this was hard even to do fifteen. Part of yeah. the part of the fun is the difficulty. At least for me, I, I think that's that's yep. what makes this makes this fun. Seriously, yeah. seriously, there are things I'm like, okay, cool, and then I was like, oh shit, and it also came out. I gotta put that in, and then it inched something. I was like, yeah, sorry. I, I also want to make a quick note, at least me personally, um, that I meant to say at the top, which is that like my fifteen is a reflection on how something resonates with me personally. Yeah. It doesn't always mean that I think where I put a thing over another thing means I think that thing is better, better. made yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah. or something like that. It's just, there are some things that I left out where I'm like, I think that's genuinely probably better than some things I put higher. hundred percent. But, it, mm-hmm. but there's it some things more to me. money yeah. can't buy. You're absolutely correct. That, that, that is a really good signifier for mine as well. This is more, this is more something I've just run into a lot where people are talking about, like, especially it always happens at the end of the year, people are talking about how they rank their films and everything. And it's always like this objectionable view. And I'm like, objectivity oh. doesn't exist. Oh, like they put like the highest rated movies. Yeah. yeah, And they're like, I'm like, objectivity doesn't exist. Like I, I go with what, like what, you what like. means more to me as yeah. a thing. hundred percent. And on that note, my 15 is Cobra Kai season five. Oh, Talk about it. Not on mine. Go for it. I am shocked. This made my list. Frankly, Hell yeah. we watched it in the early hours of 2023 and uh, we were hooked. Um, I have been very critical of Cobra Kai, especially its first two seasons. And the second two seasons, I think, are better, uh, but still stupid. I think the show is ridiculously stupid. But season five. uh <sighs> It's all, I'm almost speechless talking about it because, like, I think the villain, I think they nailed, I think they were going on uh, all their cylinders. They were firing at 100%. Um, Terry Silver is an incredible villain that they wrote uh, for this character. It's stupid. It's soap opera-y. They really lean into it, and they finally resolve a lot of the really stupid character work that was been that had been holding the show back for me, and they resolve all that, literally all of it in the season Hell yeah. to create a, the one of the best seasons of, t- of TV I've seen this year. Love it. Um, the The main characters are great. We we get a team up of the three villains from the trilogy. Mike Barnes, Chosen, and and uh, um, Johnny Lawrence, which was really fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I was on the edge of my seat the entire season. There's stakes. There's great martial arts. Uh, it's great. It's so crazy that that started as a YouTube original show, right? And now it's like one of Netflix's like biggest things. Yeah, it's getting the season it's six. So crazy. I'm so excited for season six. Mm-hmm. My number fourteen, Werewolf by Night. Ooh. Higher, higher. Nice, cool. Um, my number fourteen is Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Higher. I figured that's that amazing. I love it. My number fourteen is I know for sure y'all don't have it on here. It's Marvel Snap. Yes. Yeah, I don't have that. <laughs> yeah, Marvel Snap. Um, uh, I thought about it though. It's 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 just so impeccably made. It is 
it is it is a lot simpler than a lot of other card games but it is like by simplifying it like they made honestly like the one of my favorite card games i've ever played in my life and it's not just because it's marvel if it was dc i'd feel the same way just like the the mechanics uh the the three lane structure uh the different locations that change up like your strategy the different decks that you can make the synergy between so many different cards it's it's incredible how much how much and how how little can happen in six turns because six turns is not a lot of time and how quickly you think you're going to win on turn five and then they play literally one card which fucks your entire day up it's in, it's it's, so in, true. it's incredible like my and the, my favorite thing about it is and i hate gambling but it has the best gambling feature i've ever seen in a game and it's the snap mechanic where you snap because the way you I level up so often the way you level up is you 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 get like these clutching cubes uh, and you can bet more cubes if you think you're going to win and then they can match you and raise you. So if you think you're about to win, you'll snap it and it goes snap. And you're like, I'm about to win this, baby. And then they lay a card and you lose and you lose eight cubes and you go down a level. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. I can't, I can't <laughs> tell you at least like six times in the past two weeks has been a time where I was confident and I oh. thought about hitting the snap and then they hit the snap and I'm like, oh, I'm hitting that snap. Oh, baby. you challenge me? <laughs> Dead. And there's no communication in the game. Like, you can't type anything. You can just say, like, oh, hello. And, like, like the most basic basic things. But that snap mechanic is 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 devious. Ooh. It's so devious. And there's a little Thanos snap emote where if you do that, boy, does that piss people off. <laughs> oh, and I use it every time. It's... It's like the simplicity, like just it allows it to do so much, and like it's like they love to tell like it took four years to make this game, and like I believe it, I see how like it, it took them so long to get like the perfect, the simplest perfect card game you can make, and like it's only getting better, and like the 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 battle pass system is incredible. I think the collection system, uh, the free stuff is great. You are always getting cards. There are so many cards, just like there are so many Marvel characters, like. I, I am like a level 1,000 and I'm watching streamers who are level 5,000 and they're still getting new stuff. And I'm like, I, that's insane to me. That is truly insane. And you can't buy your way to victory. You can just buy better variants. And that's the best thing about the game. Marvel Snap, number 14. Amazing. My number 14 is Spirited. Ching, 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 Go for it. It was in your honorable mentions, right? It was in my honorable yeah. mentions. Honor. Uh, Spirited was a surprising film for me. Um, I was interested in it because I like Will Ferrell and I like Ryan Reynolds and I like musicals. And you like a Christmas Carol. I like a Christmas Carol. So like, sure. But the fact that they were able to pack in so much heart and uh, a, a well done but predictable story, like predictability is not a is not a negative in mm -hmm. this in this sort of context. Like, I pretty much saw the twist coming, but still, the fact that they're able to nail it. I wouldn't even call it a twist. Yeah, frankly, right. right. Um, the and there's so many lines of dialogue that are so quotable. quotable. I just we've just quoted as like you know, the leading cause. Good of, afternoon. Good afternoon. The leading cause of death that uh, back then was January. Yes, um, that's a great <laughs> like, line. Um, I really, I think Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell are very fun. It's very old school musical. Um, the music is great. Yeah, real quick, like one of my favorite things about Spirited is that it's very much clearly a send up of the movie musicals that were made in the 30s and 40s, yes. and trying to recapture specifically the staging and the framing and the and the structure of those films. And I think in that it is it is magically masterfully made. Yeah, and I think the music. I listen to the soundtrack a lot. It's uh, a good soundtrack, especially the track "Good Afternoon" is a very fun track. It's very fun. Um, I'm I'm very pleased with Spirited. Uh, it will be a it will be a Christmas watch yes. every year. I I do highly recommend it. I think Brandon's right. It it took a uh, uh, it took the idea into a really cool place, yeah. and I liked it a lot. Love right. it, Ben. Number thirteen, The Northman. 
was in my mentions, but yep. not on my top 15. So I actually, I forgot about that one. And I went through ever, I went through all the lists. Damn it. It would have been my honorable mentions to be honest. I don't yeah. know. Right. No, it's not on my list. Cool. So I freaking love that movie. It's great. It's really good. It's a I, great movie. Yeah. I love, I just love how it was shot. I love how it, there was, uh, it was grounded in reality. Naked but it volcano was, fight. But, <laughs> naked volcano <laughs> fight. But also how there was still a strand of mysticism in there with the sword not being able to be drawn during the daylight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, it, to me, it was a really good period piece set in the age of the Vikings and learning that Shakespeare got the, took this story as a basis for Hamlet. It's like, it makes sense. Have, have uh, everything you said is totally accurate. Have, have I talked to you about the thing that my, uh, our friend Michael pointed out to me about Northman? No, you have not. Um, so the framing of the movie, uh, he is center frame whenever he is on the path of the gods. But when he is being lured away from the path, he is on the left or right side of the frame. Oh, that's so cool. Which is a really cool thing. Yeah. You know what? Now Odin. That, now that you, you said that, I, I think I remember that now. Yeah, I think it's, I remember it's really cool. Yeah, but I had a blast with the Northmen. Um, I absolutely love that movie. And there's really nothing much I can say about it that it to me, it's just, it's a really good, let's be mystical, but not mystical. Like the Dark Souls fight that he has to get the, the Dragon Tooth sword. And then it's oh, like, yeah. it, it's like, was it a dream? Did he really fight this monster? Such, oh, such yeah. A great that's so, it's such oh, a good yeah. sequence. And then it's like when he draw, he's like, oh, cool. I got the sword. And it's like, oh, shit, I can't draw it. And even the guy who he chops the um his nose off in when he was a child can't <laughs> draw the sword. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it gives you constantly. I forgot give, about that. It constantly gives you this. Is this world mystical? Is this based in reality? What's going on? What's yes. like, what is this? And it's like, you know what? It's kind of oh, yeah. like uh, I, I got. It's like you know, it's Norse magic. I can't explain it. It's just the will oh, of the God. gods. And Nic Nicole Kidman scene yes. where she like where she's reveal where she reveals that she was a slave and she helped plot the death of her. Oh husband. my God, that scene was oh. so juicy. So I was um, like, oh shit, I've been rooting for the good for the bad guy the whole time. So uh, these guys did an incredible Northman review that it devastated me not to be have been a part of once I finally saw the film. Mm -hmm. Um. That movie is awesome. Yeah, you bring up such great points. It it did such a good job of towing the line of this is real, this is fantasy, mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. and never giving you a clear answer. But I again, like I kind of go back to the framing that I'm like, I think they were still telling you that like some of this was real, mm -hmm. yeah. um, just by the way that they chose to frame the film. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And all the actors, fantastic job. Well, still one of my favorite bits is when Anya Taylor Joy just max the, the face and said oh now you're not afraid of a blood of a woman mm -hmm. i'm like yeah get it girl mm -hmm. one of my favorite films of the year so so yeah good, good pick then so yeah northman sure. good good year for movies sparks uh my number 14 is the fablemans oh interesting oh. i haven't seen it i i so i guess i i'll go on this one yeah. um so i put the fablemans in here i i wrestled with this one for a while but the thing is like it did a lot of things it made me remember why i love movies it made me remember why i love movie making it made me remember why I like being creative and, and being an artist mm -hmm. and doing all of those things. Plus telling me a super personal, well crafted, emotional story in the best sense of Spielberg being in his bag moved me so much that I was like, I, I can't ignore how classic and true film. This is mm -hmm. um, the Fableman's was so impactful and i don't know that i can really encapsulate it in a way where like i think you just have to experience it and i think everybody's experience with with it is going to be an individual thing of how much you see of your self in 
Spielberg <laughs> and of how much you see of yourself in the artistry or how much you yeah. connect to filmmaking. Mm-hmm. It's all going to be very personal and how much you see of your, um, I'm not even going to say family, but just like the life you had around you as, as a child in what he's giving to you. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I think that that is going to define your experience. And for me, it defined a lot. Yeah. Um, that was very accurate. It's very close. No, yeah. Yeah. Out. Uh, really, really loved it. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's my number 14. Nice. Right. My number 13. Nope. Oh no, you're right. It's number 13. I, I said number 14. Yeah. I meant number 13. Number 13 is nope. 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 Yours is honorable mention, right? It was in my honorable. Yeah. I finally did see that movie, but it's, it's not That's on, fine. on my list. But I, you know, if I if I remembered, I would have put nope as an honorable I trusted mention. you were gonna put it in. Uh, so I was like, I'm glad somebody's doing it because it's it's not gonna be me. I but just it think it's it. it's just awesome. And like Kiki Palmer is like she might be like my favorite working. I honestly haven't seen that much from her, but like she has just such a personality. She does. And she's I've honestly I've watched more of her like game show stuff on YouTube than I have of her like real work. Uh, I just really like her. And I think she is so fierce in that movie. And not that Daniel Kluwa, he's much more of a reserved actor, which he's doing a really good job of. I just connected more with with Kiki Palmer. But like Jean Jacket as a character, as a as, as your just quote unquote villain. Um, what what a actual biblical thing I did not see coming. Um no, wow, seriously. wow, wow. Seriously. What, a, what an Ava film disguised as something else. Yeah. Uh yeah. the 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 fact that like I, I still go back to like I wouldn't call Nope a horror, I would call it a thriller. Yeah. Ryan and I yeah. did a great review. You should go check out um uh, we, did. we discussed about it. <laughs> yes, you and I did. We did a lot. We did get a chance to talk about Nope um because we were very passionate yeah. about it. And uh and I really do love Nope. I think it's it's uh super well made. Um you mentioned Kiki Palmer. I think she's extraordinary in it. It certainly like cleaned my brain out after having watched Scream season three oh. uh, earlier in the year, in which she's in, and it's not her fault. She has a terribly written character. That's a bummer. Um, and she's just absolutely wasted in that show, as is most of the cast. Uh, so to have this, uh, everybody's firing on all cylinders. Yeah. I think and it's, I think it's just excellent. I I love that movie, but I think once that third act kicks in the gear, and like it becomes almost like an action movie um it's just it's just wild shit it's just it's just so cinematic like it's almost like spielberg like it's it's and then you get to like the tmz guy i was like what is going on and a fun fact like i'll share with you guys because you've seen it by now is that you know i saw this with our friend forrest he's uh very much like his profession is working with cameras um he's he's a cinematographer at heart uh and when it got to the part uh where the guy is like i have to capture the magic the perfect shot and most people would say like god he's so stupid why do you have to do that Forrest was like i had to do it he had to do it. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, it's real. If you're that person, it's yeah. real. And that's that character is so great. He like he like he shows up in the beginning, and then you don't think he show up again. And then he's like, he's in the end. Like it's yeah. Nope is just an awesome, awesome mm-hmm. movie. Also, it's got a it's got an Akira slide in it. And like ugh, Jordan, Jordan, you're, you're I, a bad I was about man. to say like when I it's saw that sneak, it's a good sneak. I was watching that with Fanny. I'm like, oh, they did the Akira slide. She looks at me and goes, huh? I was like, you know, the slide with the motorcycle and the anime. She's like, oh, that's right. Then I show that to you. Now you show that to Fanny, and it's a circle that will repeat. No, no, forever. dude. The, we the will... fact that the fact that they were able to get that in and and hearing Jordan Peele talk about it is so delightful because he's just like i know i did it man. i just wanted to put it in. it in there's no theme or reason nobody just, could stop me it's just cool i wanted to do it no ryan yeah. you showed fanny and i Akira together we watched all three was of fanny us. with us fanny was bro with i us. don't remember i was focused in on the robot boy oh bro oh bro we were all there together it's been more than three days my memory is deleted <laughs> more than three years <laughs> since we saw that brandon number 13 is the Batman. Higher. Higher. <laughs> cool. 
<laughs> so where are we on? Number 12? 12. Number 12. Number 12 for me, Cult of the Lamb. Honorable mention. Nope. Go ahead. Nope. All right, cool. So I did not expect to love Cult of the Lamb as much as I did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I knew I was going to like it because you have this absolutely adorable... The premise itself was... A, was the, the premise itself where you're just a lamb and you build a cult and then you have to go out and go to a roguelike dungeon to get resources and kill these heretics. And then you come back, you have to manage your own cult by uh, making sure your cult members are fed by killing some of them or sacrificing feeding them. them mushroom soup. So they become, they become like high on drugs and or they worship feeding you. them mushrooms. So you can do horrible <laughs> things and they won't get angry at you. Marry or, 12 years or feed them poop because they ask for it. That's a thing in the game. True. It's true. Sometimes you, sometimes you're at, sometimes you're out of food. Now this, this game truly is one of those indie games that, I mean, I know people are constantly talking about stray, but I really think cult of the lamb deserves a lot of time in the spotlight for, how well it was received and what the idea, how original that idea it was. Um, look, bugs be damned. This game is a great game. Mm-hmm. And once again, it's a small team, a very small team. So people were, were, I was sadly one of them were complaining about the bugs, but even with the bugs still being present, I was still going back to play more and, and went, more and more. And they went back in and they made it better. They did. They did. Um, Nothing was game breaking. Yeah, exactly. And one of the things about Colts of Lamb I just absolutely love is just the art style. How everything's so cute, but when you go fight these these um the eldritch monsters, the, like the bishops, they're constantly they're like they're just like they turn into these giant eldritch horrors. Yeah, and yeah. it's the game has like oh it's so cute to oh my god something that will haunt my nightmares, and yeah. then you kill them, and then it becomes cute and cuddly again and you actually feel when your cult followers die it's it's such a when you look at it like it's it's a horrible thing that's happening on screen yes but the fact that it's but like layered it into but cuteness. they layered it yeah. with animal crossing so like don't yeah. worry about it that you're killing people it, and sacrificing people I mean, and murdering people i mean really it's an a24 horror movie yeah. happening oh, with god with, with hello kitty with style animal <laughs> that's perfect yeah it's like if a sanrio and a24 merged to make god, a, mo- a yeah. movie together um, um one of the things i also love about this game is just how my entire household fell in love with this game because I bought this game on a whim. I told my roommate about it. I come home from work at one o'clock in the morning. He's still up playing. And then I go upstairs and my girlfriend is asking, oh, is Kai still playing? Because I want to turn. <laughs> yeah. And just the fact that we were taking turns and we are swapping stories and how or a, the better way to build our base camp, our cult, it, it truly was. You can like, optimize on it. It was yeah. a game that brought the entire house. I mean, not that we were a part of it at all, but it just brought us even Communal more, gaming, yeah. Yeah, it brought us even more close together about how we would just talk about Cult of the Lamb and we would, I would call Fanny to help to open the garage door, let me in, and I could hear the. It's my favorite noise from, of the year. From, yeah, from, yeah, the yeah, ga- yeah. from the game over the self, over the phone. And yeah, Cult of the Lamb, it's a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it. Worth every penny. 100%. Love it, Love it Ben. Um, if you want to hear more of us talking about it, go check out our Q3, Q3 quarterly discussion on pause menu from last year. Oh, are we uh, going to do, we did a, whole we gonna do a Q4 on... sometime soon? We are. Yeah. We are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of scheduling. No, I get I, it. I it is forgot. a weird week. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. no. I don't expect it soon. Oh, yeah. Sparkles. Yeah. Uh, 12? Number 12 is RRR. Ooh. Higher. I forgot R R R. Oh no! This is gonna oh. be rough. Oh no! Oh no! Higher. Okay. Oh no! No! Shit. No! Oh no! 
it was at this moment, right? I'd have to be a top 16. Uh. No, <laughs> no, I, I, I messed up. RR is in my honorable mentions. I'm just, I did this to myself. I'm so I sorry. I, I can't move anything else. I would feel bad. No, about I it. totally understand. Uh. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's you, okay. you can still jump in on that discussion it's, later. Yo, not we'll, too, we'll not too. Because Brandon's higher. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good, 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 good. You go. Oh, uh, 12? Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm the only person who I think I've seen this movie, and it's Barbarian. You are. You Barbarian are. is it's actually not my favorite horror movie of the year, but it's one of my favorite things of the year. Um, Barbarian has a great 15-minute opening, and then the rest of the movie actually starts happening, and then you're like, oh, okay, we're doing this. Cool. Uh, I keep it's not as like the closest thing I compare it to is something like Malignant, where like it just it's a batshit crazy horror movie with really goopy goops and like weird shit happening. Uh, I love it. It's from the whitest kids you know, which is why I think you guys would really like it because it's really funny and really dark at the same I, time. I know I got to get to it. I'm going to. Yeah, We're yeah. Gonna do it. Uh, it's I I don't want to talk about it a lot because like it is a movie that is like about its spoilers. Um, but it's not the movie that it's presented as. Uh, and you don't get many from Dust Till Dawns anymore, where you're sold one thing and it's the complete opposite. Um. Everyone still thinks at like Bill Skarsgård's like the bad guy in that movie, and I'm like, please watch that movie. It's it's fantastic, gotcha. Barbarian, great stuff. That's wonderful to hear. Number twelve, God of War Ragnarok. Higher. Good. All right, I'll wait then. Number eleven, Ben. Number eleven, The Matrix Resurrection. Wait, excuse me, sir. Sir, that came out. That in came the out. End that of came out December 2021. 2021. Wait, did it? Yes. We reviewed we it. Reviewed it we reviewed in the it beginning of twenty. But here's the thing. Well, here's the thing. Ben, I will allow it because anytime we can talk about the Matrix, that's a good time. How about that? You know what? You're right. It did come out in December, but uh, damn it, I thought it came. It's out. okay. Hey, you know what? We talked about it like earlier in the year. And you know what? I think it made all because of our top ten list. It, last yeah, it was in. It was in my it, top three. It was in my last honorable. Year. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It was. That's okay. Can I change my answer then? <laughs> if you've if got you something, have, sure. If you have, if you have something sure. to slot it in. Top Gun Maverick. Okay. 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 I'm surprised that's not yeah. higher, but it's higher. Mine's honorable mentions. Okay. Top Gun Maverick is higher. Okay. Love it. I forgot about the shit. That's okay. Because I was even looking at our episodes. Hey, you like, know what? Oh, Matrix came out. There's a lot of stuff this year, bro. Matrix Resurrections is an incredible movie. It's true. Yeah. I, I I had to think about it too because I was like, I we did Matrix Resurrections. Looking last through time, right? our reviews, there's a Matrix review of from 2022. So. Right, exactly. Yeah. So okay. yeah, Top Gun Maverick. That's my number eleven. Okay, okay. Um, love it. My number eleven is Glass Onion. Interesting. Mm. Higher honorable mentions. Not mine. cool. I'll uh, yeah. I'll wait. Number eleven. Something I only did. Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns is the second. Is, is sorry. There are two Marvel card games released this year, and it, and they're both great. Midnight Suns. Um, is my. Uh, it's my second favorite game of the year. You know what my favorite game of the year is. Uh, this would have been, if Eldering didn't come out, this would have been my game of the year. Um, so Midnight that, Suns I, is... I just want to say real quick, you talking about it has made me so excited. I'm so excited to get to and it. And I, honestly, I don't know if you'll connect with it as much as I do, but like, but I know you like great Marvel stuff and you like tactics stuff, so like, so you'll like it. But like for me, like, it is, it is the, it is the most perfect Ryan game I don't think that could ever be made, specifically because it's about superheroes. It is, I get to wake up, I train with my with my favorite hero. I get to go on missions with them. I get to go watch movies with them. I get to go fishing with them or go like or go go to like a spa day. There is long, long running narrative arcs happening with multiple characters. I'm probably 35, 40 hours in and I I finally hit act three of a three-act game. So I probably got another 10, 20 hours. And I can extend it as much as I want. The thing that is so good about the game is just the pure gameplay of it. I think the writing is pretty good. I don't think it's great. I think the character work is really, really good. I don't think it's MCU quality all the time. The gameplay is where it's at. It's the guys who made XCOM, and it is they've made something so unique, and that is a strategy game, but it is also a it is a card game, but it's also part Persona. It's also kind of Pokemon. 
um, where you want to level up your heroes and you have to pick who you level up because you don't have time to level up everyone. You're on a day daily system. You can only do so much. But the, the the mechanics of you being a superhero and you can move anywhere you want, you can interact with the environment, the, the hero powers that you get and you collect more and more over time are so fun. And the synergy between heroes is like, it's almost like a tactics Marvel Ultimate Alliance game. Um, and there's 12 heroes and they're so fully realized, not just in terms of characters, but their powers. And like the only other game I can compare to is something like Multiverses, where they understand the characters and how you use those abilities in a video game. Because every single character plays differently. Like, of course, Magic would use her like Disc of Limbo. So you're throwing people through portals all the time. Like with the Ghost Rider, like he's using his car and he's like using his whips. And like Captain America's using his shield and getting block power. Like Wolverine just decimates people. Uh, Blade has a bleed ability. Like every character is unique and feels is really special uh and the story is really fun i'm really enjoying it. and the thing that is so cool about it is about the midnight suns it's about all these obscure characters and the and there's so many avengers in it and the point one of the points of it it's basically an avengers versus midnight suns because tony stark comes in thinking he's hot shit and he's gonna save the world and spoiler alert he really screws up in one of these missions and the midnight suns are like yeah this is what happens when you try to take over what we do for a living um, it's great, like Avengers, Avengers versus supernatural shit that I did not expect. It's not like they're like rivals, but like Tony's like, I know what to do here, and Blade's like, bro, you're not a vampire, you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it's <laughs> it's just like really great character stuff, and it's just like it's just like reading a bunch of comic books. It's just like so many comic books put into one game, and like I can't believe this game is so long. And I just play generic missions just because I like the gameplay. Like I am refusing to advance the story because I just want to play the game more. Because I know once I beat it, it'll be over, and I could do New Game Plus. But like, I'm I'm not generally that type of guy. So like, I'm enjoying this game is so much. And by the time I beat it, then that maybe that season pass will go on sale, and then I can get Storm. Because holy shit, Storm being in this game, I definitely will play it then. Midnight Suns, great game. That's that's really so awesome to hear. And Except all Mar if you're a fan of Marvel, like it is, it is the it's like some of the best like character stuff that you that you that you want from the MCU that's happening in this game. Uh, definitely keep an eye out for our Q4 quarterly on pause menu where Ryan will talk more with us about Marvel Snap and mm. Midnight Suns. This is number 11. All right. Right? Number 11? That's yes. It. Werewolf by Night. Oh, higher. Good. Nice. I love that. Good. Ben? Oh, well, Werewolf by Night was my, like, my, my, uh, oh, it's my higher. It's higher for me. It's higher for him. Mm -hmm. So we're on uh, 11 or 10 or whatever. We're on 10. Number 10 is Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Yay! Ben? Yep. Higher. I'm kidding. Liar. <laughs> you lie. That was my Switch game. <laughs> no, so Kirby and the Forgotten Land. My God, that game is... It's fun. It's cute. It's adorable. It's fun. It is the most adorable post-apocalyptic thing you will ever be able to see. Mm -hmm. It truly is... I mean, it's not really a true Kirby 3D game where he has a uh, pure open world, but it's a very well done Kirby 3D game where it's not side scroller. Mm -hmm. And the way that they're able to, that um, Hal Laboratories and Nintendo were able to use Kirby's powers in a 3D space was very ingenious. This game made me want to 100% it. Mouthful maybe want to, yeah, mode. I was going to mention mouthful mode. That was the big new thing. Put your mouth on it. <laughs> where Kirby was able to, to not only swallow, but he was, he was able to put Ooh, a card. <laughs> God damn it. God Sorry. damn it. We're, God. We're, we're mature. <laughs> Kirby was able to essentially take powers of like a car or a traffic cone and or a, a big or a light bulb. An elevator. It, I don't know. I made it. No, no, not an elevator. <laughs> but or like this giant. Anything is edible if you have the imagination for <laughs> That's it. True. That's true. Kirby and Forgotten Land. It was truly a great game. And it was fun to play. I mean, I the only. Did you beat it? I did. 
Cool. I beat it. I'm like this close to 100%. The only re- thing I have 100% is just getting all the uh, um, gotcha pawns because there's little toy gotchas you can get in the game. Mm. Other than gotcha. other than that, also this was a fun game to play with Fanny. The um the two player um you the your second player plays as a um, bandana waddle d where they unfortunately don't get any powers, but the fact that they can still play with you and they can still just run in and do all this stuff and distract the boss so you can go on the side and do all the things to complete the missions is still fun. Mm-hmm. I wish they could have done more with the second player, but the game was a fantastic thing to do. It was one of the times I would come home from work and I would want to play more with Fanny. And yeah, Kirby and Forgotten Land. I'm I cannot wait to see more Kirby games like this, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. Hell yeah, dude! It's awesome, man. Sparks number ten, Werewolf by Night. Ow! Oh, there we go. So now we can talk about Werewolf by Night, Ben. Honorable All mention. All right, Werewolf by Night. Yo, Werewolf by Night was great. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. It's, yeah. it's, um, yes, it's my it's, favorite of, of a Phase Four. It's it's the it's the flavor of uh the classic monster stuff I love so much encapsulated into an MCU special presentation that that because it was the first one frankly to me defined yeah this is more of what they should be doing on disney plus uh-huh, uh-huh. i want to see more of these maybe like one or two shows a year yeah. uh but like i'd take like four specials a year absolutely um, these are these are so oh, like one a quarter absolutely yeah 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 these are this it was so it was so delightful um in its commitment to the aesthetic giacchino as we talked about earlier in the episode is incredible mm-hmm. um uh, with his directing here, it, it's everything I wanted it to be and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I could not possibly have loved that more. Yeah, I did not know, honestly, what to go into expecting this. I knew what I wanted it to be, and it was, frankly, more than that. Um, this is a tight script. It is exactly the kind of uh, short film it needed to be. GGNO's directing is immaculate. Um, and I, I think that the the willingness to do something so different for the MCU. Right. Like we the, we always talk about how this is different than the MCU. This is different. Nothing is really that different from their formula. Yeah, yeah. But this was. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah. This was actually different from their formula. This was bloody. This has man thing, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. Ted. I still can't believe I we're man here. Thing we're is here. here now. Yeah. That's awesome. Um I I love the werewolf design, the makeup for it. Uh this is practical. This is not to spoil a, for a further ranking that we, we will hopefully do uh, soon. This is my favorite project of phase four. This is definitely one of those things where I was going in with very low expectations and walked out of it with the highest of highs. Not the fact that I was thinking it was going to be bad, far from it. I was just thinking, oh, this is probably going to be like a half hour jaunt with a little were- with a werewolf. There's going to be some stuff. Okay, it's going to be, it's, it's fun for Halloween. It's a fun watch. Watching it and seeing the characters, the story, seeing how good Man Thing looked, and also just the way it was presented. The whole ninety percent of this of this uh, presentation was in black and white. Mm-hmm. It was like a classic. Truthfully, I'd say ninety eight percent. Yeah, ninety eight percent of it was in black and white. It was a classic monster movie, and I think that's it. Does, the, it's the not choice to, the choice to contrast the black and white with the gem. Yeah, with the red, red, the black is, gem, mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, and that works in every way it it don't it it drives up the horror aspect i mean there are some campy horror bits but i was surprised about how violent this is this mm-hmm. uh this thing was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm watching this thing i was like they got away with that like the way that the dude with the ball guy with the axe where he gets an axe in his head it's like holy shit yeah, yeah. uh the the effect of like getting something on the disney plus mcu service that is 
this feels like just a special issue of a comic and you're yes. being given yeah, like a one and shot. So did, and so did the guardians yeah. special to be fair, but like yes. that I think werewolf by night, just like it, it took my breath away with just how well made it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I, I went into it optimistic and hopeful and it still cleared my bar by far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Ryan, your number 10, my number 10, baby. Let's go to Haddonfield. Oh. Number 10, it's Halloween ends. I, nice. the more I think about this movie, the more I absolutely just like, I love it. I love it. Um, it's just got the bad vibes I'm looking for. Corey Cunningham, what a dude. What a character. Uh, is this like maybe the best final movie for your Halloween franchise? Maybe not, but I don't care. It's a great movie. Uh, and like, again, like half that movie, it, it feels like like early David Lynch. And I'm just like, I can't believe this is the movie I'm watching in this Halloween Thrilogy it has my favorite cut in the entire franchise. <laughs> we all oh, we're, we all know the one where we think Michael's riding on a. Oh my god! I that's a great edit. It's a great Twitter edit. I'm so glad for you that this was able to make it because yes. it's in my honorable mentions. Yeah, I, it's another one I agonized over a few times, and I was like, I just it just doesn't beat out the other things. Yes, yeah. and it it did so close. It was very close to getting into my honorable mentions, mm-hmm. but again, once you know. I really like this movie. It's but a like, good year for shit, y'all. Like, yeah, any anything could be swapped here. Really, what it came down to was like because I knew the other things were meant a lot to me, and I was like, I I know I'm wanting to put Halloween ends here, yeah, because I know it's maligned, yeah, and I feel like it deserves more. But I'm like, it's not beating these things. For no, me. yeah, but it's still good. It's still yeah. very very. I I. Ben I, wouldn't agree, I, but I we still don't know his thoughts on the movie. We know it's, he didn't like it's, it. It's not in his honorable mentions, uh, which is fine. Uh, I just I thought about I still think about this movie, and it's not something I expected to happen. Like I, I actively try not to think about Halloween and sometimes. Uh, 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 but that's the that's the second one, right? Halloween, Halloween kills. kills. Sorry, Halloween kills. kills. The second one, yeah. Like we're, maybe we're the monsters. Uh, but like evil dies tonight. Yeah, it's, it's such a gamble that like yeah like. It didn't work for everyone, which is fine. But like, man, that was a gamble that worked way too hard on me. Um, weird, like psycho romance movie in this Halloween movie, which is just great. Yeah, I can't wait for the day that Ben reevaluates that movie. And if he they, doesn't, that's okay. I did just put your guys' review on my queue on my podcast. You so should I can listen actually, to it on so I can I, listen to it on my way home. I know that you didn't like the movie, but we have not talked about your thoughts on it. This is not the place to do it. No, but like. Someday, man. I want to know. Not, I want to know. Not only that, it's been a long time, so I ha- time I, for a rewatch. <laughs> no. I will rewatch that movie. I nope. mean, we're doing the Halloween, the other Halloween. We'll get there. We'll we get there. Yeah, yeah but yeah. My number ten, Slumberland. Awesome. Okay, cool. Do you have that on your list, Sparks? No, I do not. Unfortunately, uh, I I did didn't <laughs> slipped. <laughs> yeah, it should have it should have been in my mentions. I don't yeah. think it would have made my top fifteen, but it should have been in my mentions. And Ben it was lower on it was list. number fifteen for my mm-hmm. for me. So okay, so Slumberland, uh we'll talk about it here. Um I was shocked by this movie. Absolutely shocked. I, I went in thinking that this was a mistake to watch it. I came out a blubbering fool. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I I I was I think about that movie quite literally every day. Yeah. The movie see here's the thing. Here's the thing. Maybe I saw a different movie than, than than the rest of the internet or the critics or whatever. I get that. I get that sub- artist's objective. But like the way this movie has affected me was so unique that I was not prepared for. This kid's movie about with Jason Momoa doing a great kind of Jack Sparrow, kind of whatever he's doing. Sticking right, his right. finger in his belly button. <laughs> being so being so delightful. And the, mm-hmm. the little girl who plays Nemo is wonderful. Yeah. She's in uh, Spirited. Spirited, by the way. That's nice. Um, it was a great year for her. Um, 
both of her movies are on my on my top ten, on my top fifteen. It's oh, cool. Yeah. Um, the I think the imagination on display is wonderful. Um, again, the the way the movie hit me was so unlike anything else. The, the mm. emotional punch in that movie it's it's one of the most like visceral emotional reactions of it I've like ever had in a movie. Yeah. Like, like yeah. honestly it's it's, like, it's about the execution and like they just nailed it so hard. Yeah. They did. It's they, like an, it's like the emotional punch of what you would see in an anime where like the punch just like it comes through the stomach you see the fist goes the through his back. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that's how hard it is. I yeah. I adore this movie. I knew the moment I was making my list. I made this I I rewrote this list 3 times with three, with very different Mm-hmm. placements mm-hmm. but Slumberland was always 10 yeah nice yeah we yeah there's five of us just balling and like watching that movie. oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah like that's Slumberland was in- one of my favorites of the year. incredible mm-hmm. stuff no Sl- Slumberland was definitely one of those movies where after I was done watching it I looked at the discourse online I'm thinking what movie did we watch did we come to watch the same thing because we're I'm, all right yeah I'm looking I at- will never forget the review that we did where we were all just kind of like did, did you like did it? Did you like it? <laughs> yeah. We knew. We were all. We knew. You did you knew. like it? Did you and like it? You guys holding your breath, like, I'll be honest, man, I love this. You're like, oh my god! Like the second they said I loved it, all the rest of us was like, oh thank god, because this movie truly was charming. Yeah, this movie had a good. This movie was fun, and looking at some of the discourse, it, it reminded me of some of the arguments I would get into with some. Sorry, there's no other way to say it. Film snobs back at CSUN. Trolls. Yeah, trolls who were talking about, oh, you do have to do this. It's like movies are made to be entertaining. Movies are made to be fun. There can be a high art there theme. They're they're mostly that that it can happen. But the reason why I buy a ticket to go to a film is not to be sad. I want to go to be entertained and forget about my troubles for an hour, hour, two hours. Well. Most of the time, that, this is not the this is not the place to have hey, that sometimes discussion. Sometimes I'll go see Oppenheimer. So you know, I'll go like, see an Oppenheimer. And, and, but, 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 but any but sorry, <laughs> but looking at Slumberland, that was a fun adventure. It was an adventure that gave you the feelings. It was an adventure that was imaginative. I loved how all the different dreams were different. Mm-hmm. N- no two dream was alike. You had the the nun who wanted to be a dancer. You had the kid in the glass city driving his garbage Please truck. Please drive your truck faster, sir. I say that all. It's the a time. good. It's a great line. <laughs> I love that. And you got the guy in the restroom who wants to be a cool 1920s mobster who's always trying to wash his hands to go back to the party and people are just coming out of a toilet. I have never felt so viscerally against a Rotten Tomatoes consensus. Mm -hmm. And, and like, it's wrong. It's just wrong. wrong. Because like, I've like, I've walked out of movies and been like, Oh, I understand that. I get that. But like this one, I was like, you're just wrong. Yeah. You're just, wrong. this has a bad movie. Like again, Rotten Tomatoes, like take it or whatever. But like most people who reviewed this movie did not like it. I'm just like, I just don't know what happened here yeah yeah this what, did, you, make what sense. did somebody piss in your milk when you yeah. watch this pill happened yeah did someone give you pilk when you were watching this <laughs> one of my favorite netflix films for, for the year for yeah. sure yeah and one of my favorite films in general like it was just so good my nephew was here uh with uh, his little jeep uh driving around <laughs> and i would constantly just look at him and go drive your truck faster sir i'll <laughs> <laughs> understand that in 10 years <laughs> Love him so much. I love it. It's so good. Or just even the little kid with the little Elvis pompadour. He goes, I'm driving my truck. Love yeah. it. So good. And, and ha- like, at the end of the movie, when everyone's going through the doors of the dreams. Yeah. So or, good. or the guy on the Canadian cruise is like, we got a Tim. He's over there. eh? Yeah. for you Americans, that's a Tim Hortons. Uh, Most popular out. dream in Canada. Google if want, it. If you want to hear more about us, gush about how great Slumberland is and how much you should watch it, please go check out yeah, our Slumberland, Slumberland review. Slumberland is great. Okay. Ben, 
You're number nine. Nine. The Batman. Higher. Oh, boy. Okay. Interesting. I love it. Nine. My number nine is Turning Red. Higher. I, I suspect it is going to be higher on someone's. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, you forgot it. it. Oh. Something's getting cut right now. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You got it, man. You got to put that on there. Oh, my like, God. I know Turning Red was one of Ryan's movie, favorites of the year. It was so good, I forgot. Ryan is just, oh, he is visibly upset. Okay, no, uh, here's what I'm doing. Sorry, RRR, you're still staying on honorable mentions. House of the Dragon 15 is getting put onto honorable mentions. Everything's going to move down one spot. What number are we on? Nine. Nine. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not sure. Okay, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Wait, what, what you said turning red is what number for you? It's nine for me. It's higher, higher for it. <laughs> okay, red understood. Right. Turning red is higher for me. Higher and higher. Your love keeps lifting me. This is awful. <laughs> I feel I, I feel bad because like, I really like House of the Dragon, but like, sorry, bro, you're on the honorable mentions list now. So what what has become your number ten? No, my number ten is. What, can I can I? Well, say no, we're it? on number nine now. Well, I know, but because his moved down. Oh yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to me and I'll say it. Okay. So turning red. Yeah, so turning so, so, red is my number. Sorry, nine. so mine is higher. Okay, so my number ten was our flags mean death. Oh, okay, was yours yeah. higher or the... I? It, it got inched out. Got inched out. Okay, so yeah. number ten, our flags mean death. Um, Taiko Waititi had half a great year. I think Thor: Love and Thunder is an okay, pretty fun movie, but like it didn't knock my socks off like Ragnarok did. Uh, our flag means death is a incredible. What starts as just a pirate a pirate comedy, like oh he's doing what we do in the shadows, but with pirates, cool. Uh, and it turns into a very real like romance between two men who who don't really know who they are and they find they find who they are within each other. And that's not something you see in pirate shows very often, if ever. Um, and I was just so taken taken aback of like, wow, these characters are so fun and I love these people. And like after season one happened and like it wasn't renewed for season two yet, and then the Zaslov stuff happened, I'm like, this show's gonna die. This show's not gonna get to season two, and the way. and the cliffhanger is gonna ruin my life because I'm never gonna get get continuation. And luckily, it got renewed. Um, I think it's an incredible show, absolutely the worth worth watching. If you want to watch it just to watch a good pirate show, it's also a fun pirate show, but it's also like really, really like like romantic. And like really sweet, and like this ways you just don't expect. Come for the, I come for the 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 good the good fun pirate show. Stay for the romance. Stay for the love, for I, real. I am excited to finally get to it. I, I want us all to watch it together. I really love that show, and I, it devastated me to take it out because yeah. it was on there for a long time. Okay, so since I since my numbers have changed, so can I do my number nine then? Yes, yes. I mm -hmm. think mine will be the high. I think so. My number nine is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven Edge Runners. That's not on my list. Anymore. Okay, cool. So. I couldn't wait for you to come and clean my cupboards, but now you're gonna do it. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I love cyberpunk, y'all, and I, I think I, I would, I wouldn't like it as much if I wasn't so, like, so familiar with source material. Sure. Not just like, like sure. knowing and like looking at like the, the RPG books, but playing that game for a hundred hours. Um, I, I know every avenue those people walk down, and it's just really cool to see. Like, oh, it's like I'm playing GTA, and then like they're in Los Angeles, but like this is a fake world that I've been to in a different medium. Um, I think the characters are great. It's triggered, so it looks great. I think the emotional payoff is devastating. And I couldn't listen to that song. I want to. I want to stay at your house. Uh, I couldn't listen to that song for like a month because every time I heard it, it made me cry. Uh, because that is it. Cyberpunk is just a real bummer. It's a, it's got really high highs and like low lows and not in terms of quality. So it's like the shit that, the shit that happens to these characters. 
Um, and I love it. I think the ending is beautiful. I think it's the perfect length. Like I don't, I think any longer and like it might've like overstayed its welcome for the arc that it was building. I love it. Cyberpunk. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, nice. I, I really enjoyed it. It was in my honorable mentions. Uh, highly encourage people to check out our animation station discussion on it for more. Choo choo. All right. So my number nine, Prey. Higher. Nice. Higher. Nice. Cool. Not on my list. Oh, Ben. I'm sorry. That's okay. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. Yay. <laughs> All right. Prey is my number nine. Okay. Ben, what is your number eight? Turning red. Higher. <laughs> I had a feeling. Higher. Sparks, your number eight. My number eight is The Rings of Power. Higher. Wow. I never finished it. On, higher on you? Higher nice, on me. Dang, I thought I was going to be the highest on that. Yeah, okay. honorable, honorable mentions. The higher for me. Now I don't feel bad because both House of Dragon and Rings of Power are both honorable mentions. Like, oh, no, I don't feel as bad. <laughs> I wonder where I would have fallen if I had finished the show. I'll tell you I mean, what. I will finish the I'll show. I'll tell you what. I, I think it gets stronger as it goes on. I think the first half is, is considerably weaker than the last half. Well, I, I mean, I want to watch. I want to yeah. finish it. Yeah. Okay, Ryan, concerned. it's back to you. Number eight. Eight. Number eight is uh, Avengers versus or Avengers uh, X Men uh, Eternal slash Judgment Day also slash just Kieran Gillen because this is what I did last year with Al Ewing who wrote like four books that I loved because yeah. Kieran Gillen not only wrote Axe and Judgment Day but he also wrote like thirty tying comics and he also wrote Immortal X Men which is one of my favorite comics. Um, Judgment Day I said this about Empire but it, like it, it it's even confirmed even more now like I think this comic Judgment Day is the best. Uh, Marvel events in Secret Wars. Uh, and I love Empire, but this is just operating on another level in terms of being a big scale and really personal. Because uh, uh, I've, I've explained it to you guys, but if you're watching this for the first oh. time, the, you okay? The, the dog has, has moved the camera. Oh, okay. Ah, it's okay. Oh. Let me change it in a second. Yeah. Um, Judgment Day, it's about uh, the Eternals. Uh, the Eternals, they view mutants as deviants. And, oh. you know, Eternals, they kill deviants. Right. So, th so they view all of mutant kind in Krakoa. Uh, as bad guys. Oh, yep. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, sorry. I messed up there. Yeah. Uh, so mutants are at war with the Eternals, right? Uh, some of the Eternals are good. Some of the Eternals are bad. Uh, Thanos is involved. Thanos' uncle is involved. Uranus, who is like a the new coolest bad guy of all time. Uh, this event's really cool. Uh, it's really big and bombastic, but the stuff that is truly awesome is the stuff that happens on Araco with all of the new Araco mutants, and it's uh, Magneto and Storm and their brotherhood of mutants. It is some of the coolest shit I read in comics this year. Magneto, like, I'm, I've, I've spoiled it already, but, like, Magneto gets his heart ripped out, and he keeps himself alive through ma magnetism and Storm. It's... It's mind-bendingly cool shit that Magneto is just like in the air, just with like an electric heart, uh, just f zapping fools, and like they're they're fighting the celestial judgment god who is judging every single human being on the planet to see whether they're worth living or not. And all of these tie-ins are about their like extremely interpersonal like sadnesses and like, am I? Do I? Do I? Am I? Do I need to be judged? Like, should I? Should I get a yes or a thumbs down? Do I just need to die? Because like everything I've done has been for naught. Like it's really interpersonal, like complex, sad shit. All these characters are going through, because it's the end of the world. It's just so good. And again, Kieran Gillen wrote like literally thirty issues of the main event, the tie-ins, Immortal X Men, all these different things. And of course, Al Ewing's involved. He's doing X Men. Right? All this shit's mm -hmm. great. But Judgment Day is so good, so good. I I I read. I read the main event twice because I had it in single floppy issues. And then I read it again in a Marvel Unlimited with all the tie-in shit. Um, just, just just, great shit. Marvel Comics. Kieran Gillen's the best. You nice. have me You have me very jazzed about it. I know you wanted me to try and read it for this because eh. I thought it nah, man, would make it for you my You got things happening in life. No, but I, I, I do want to get there quick. You'll get there. Mm -hmm. My number eight, and I'm curious, is Dragon Ball Super, Superhero. No. Ooh. Didn't make any of your lists. No. no. 
All right. You definitely like that movie more than I. I really like that movie. That is a good movie. Um, I am sure you told me why you didn't like it as much as we did. We review it. When, when the did review. we? we yeah, we did. did a review. We reviewed it. We do have a review. The villain sucks. Um, I really like that movie. I really like the animation. I think I I saw I. I softened to the animation, I think, a lot harder than you guys did because I I, I think the animation is stunningly gorgeous. Um, I, there's a in the beginning, I was a little there's a bit in the beginning where like the bees zooming in, I was like, ah. but like ultimately, I think it it, it uh, gets better. Um, I really love that it's a Piccolo movie. I really love what they do with Piccolo. Like, I think Piccolo and Pan are 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 incredible characters that bounce off each other so well. Uh, it was so great to see Piccolo get the spotlight on a on a feature length film like this. Um, also, Gohan's there. I like the I like the fights a lot. I really like what they do with Gohan also because I think it's I think it's a, a a crime that Gohan has been not getting the spotlight. And so the fact that we get we get Gohan in this is really cool. And I I, I while the end fight recreates a lot of the same beats of the Cell Saga and frankly lesser ways i think i i really do appreciate some of the emotionality that is that is in there when it comes to the gammas when it comes to uh gohan's new transformation and even Pic- frankly even piccolo's transformation piccolo's transformation is, is 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 such a cheer moment for me um i do not like this movie as much as i like broly broly was my number one this is my number eight it would be insane if you did um i I do really like this movie. I, I do like this movie a whole lot, and it, it, it had to be in my top fifteen because I just I just adore it. I wish I liked it more. Uh, if you want to hear more thoughts on it, check out our review. Dragon Ball mm-hmm. Super. I feel like every everything we're about to name is like, oh, well, that's, that's why I'm like, like that's why I'm like, it's helpful yeah. because no, we're yeah, you know, yeah, giving yeah, yeah, a yeah. breezy point. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. My number seven. Seven. The Rings of Power. Okay, ah, so now we can talk about. It. So no, I was off by one. Yeah, off by one. Off by one. I love the show. I also love the show. I ha- I just I really like it. I mean, I know we we talked about we do big thick nerds watch about it. Um, I'll just give like a really quick breezy points because we're almost coming in four hours. Just, I just love love how the world looks. Mm-hmm. I love the costume design. I love the actors. I love Duran. I love the guy who plays Elrond. Oh yeah, I love the reveal at the end. I just every, this show was I I love all the stuff in this in the Southlands with that one elf whose name I cannot reckon who I cannot remember. Oh. You know who I'm talking about? No, uh, ooh, A starts with an A. Yeah, the one who uh, falls in love with the, with the human sure, girl. Sure, sure. Yeah, you know. Okay, and just that whole story, how all the stories are separate but they connect, and also, um, Disa is that Duran's wife's yes. name? Yeah, she, MVP. She's I love so her. I love that actress. I love Disa. I just love every everything about the elves, the dwarves. Even that's Ma- my favorite stuff. Yeah, yeah, even with Adar and the orcs and how they're tra- and how Mordor gets created. Just careful, all careful. Brain still hasn't finished it. I oh. mean, I know about that spoiler. Okay, cool. I'm just I'm stopping him before it gets too far. Oh, okay, that's fair. Okay, because there are things I don't there know. are stuff there are stuff, but I am exci- I am super excited for season two. Mm-hmm. I just love how this world war- looks. There's Galadriel I, there. Yeah, Galadriel. I do like Galadriel. She's not my favorite, but I no, do that's like just me her. quoting a character. <laughs> but just the way the world looks. And just the way everything is. Don't forget that Bear McCreary. Yeah, Bear McCreary. God, oh my damn. gosh, what a year he, for Bear he McCreary! Too Holy, hard this year. Holy shit! When uh, I watched, can I? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Real quickly, I watched Lord of the Rings: The Fellowship of the Ring, mm-hmm. um, and I'd seen four episodes of Rings of Power, and I was watching this, and I was like, "Oh, there's a Seal door. Oh, there's a, a Gilgalad. Oh, that's interesting. Rings of Power has really paid off so far. <laughs> like in the, <laughs> in the beginning, I'm like, "Oh, I know that guy. I know yeah, that guy. Yeah. I know yeah. that guy." Yeah. Uh, so 
so really for me, it's just it fantasy popped off super hard this year. And the fact that we're back in a world in Tolkien's world again as a main media, as a main media event makes me super happy. Yep. Um, for me, it went into my number eight because I think there are shows that were made better that that didn't go higher than Rings of Power uh, this year that I saw. But um, I think Rings of Power has flaws, but the flaws did not outweigh the the absolute highs like the creation of Mordor that mm-hmm. you mentioned, Ben, or or things like that, that I was like, I needed this. I needed this Tolkien optimism universe yeah. back yeah, yeah. Yeah. in a big way. And mm-hmm. I And I think like... To me, I was just so caught up in the feel of going back and the fact that it felt like going back, yeah, and that that had been such an insurmountable there feat. Back the again. fact that the fact that like it even is as good as it is with flaws mm-hmm. is still impressive. Yeah. Like a Lord of the Rings show, just on paper, shouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Like no. it just shouldn't work. It shouldn't, but, especially but when you're here like we are, and like the Elrond and Durin thing has some of the most probably outside of Andor, like some of the most moving dialogue. Oh yeah. Oh, character stuff. Oh, yeah. Any show I saw this year yeah. and stuff that's going to stay with me for a very long time that has mm-hmm. the same power of other sayings in Tolkien. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I couldn't let the year go without giving it its flowers. Yeah. I'm uh, real so curious what you guys are going to think about Willow. Oh, oh yeah, who yeah, knows? I need, I need to watch Will. But real quick, Grayson's in the chat. We, we mentioned Bear McCreary. Thanks for about sticking around, music. bro. Grayson says Bear does so good at all his musical masterpieces. It's true. You're damn right, here's Grayson. The, here's the thing, though. I don't think Bear has done better than his Godzilla King of the Monsters score. Well, uh, that's really good score. You Bear. know what? Yeah, Bear has done a. And oh, you know what? what? His Child's Play score. I really like Child's Play score is really good. But you know, there Bear's is some, a lot of good scores. Not so much stuff. Uh, there's something on my list that's a lot higher that Bear did musically. And ah, I, that's, no idea what uh, I don't know. Yeah, you know what it is. Midnight right. Song. Moving on. Yeah, moving uh, on. My number seven is Prey. Does anybody have that higher? No. No, I had it lower. Honorable. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, Prey. I missed um, it by two. Honorable. Uh, incredible film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, frankly, the rare thing where like. I think Prey is better than the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and just like like outside of a single sh- shot succeeds over the Predator, in my opinion. Um, and that, that shot is the reveal of the ship at the beginning. I, yeah. I wish that they hadn't done it. I wish they just left it as the fire in the clouds. Um, I, I was so blown away by Prey. I was so pleased that they offered the uh, extra dialogue track mm-hmm. um, where it's entirely in their language. Uh, the film is so effective it's so well thought out. Uh, it it revitalizes everything I want to be revitalized about that franchise, and gives me hope for like what they could do in the future because it's so good. Mm-hmm. I wanted that film to succeed, and it, I I think that it it nailed it one hundred and ten percent. Oh yeah, I one hundred percent agree with everything you just said. Um, Prey would have sat a lot higher if other things didn't come out, and <laughs> uh, like I I think Prey is. Pray for a long time was my favorite movie of the year. Um, I thought that the, I thought that movie was truly spectacular. It is my favorite Predator film. I think it is the best Predator film. Um, the director Jan Trachtenberg um, is one of my favorite directors. He does so little, but everything he's done has knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Um, this is he's got the best Cloverfield film. He's got the best uh, pr- uh, Predator movie. Uh, the, the new design for the Predator is awesome. I love Ad- Amber Midthunder. And, she's and so role. good. She's so she's she's so good. The whole cast, very um, good. The action is the best action in a Predator movie. 
by far by far um only rivaled maybe by predators by predators not predators predators which is my second favorite of the franchise for sure yeah yeah yeah. um i really really like that movie yeah um uh it's it just it it nailed everything it needed to and more. And yeah. I, I can't, I can't gush about it enough that I was so happy that it got there. I honestly wanted to watch it again before I got to this. And I just didn't get to, cause I was like, it might go higher. Yeah. Um, but it, it is where it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to hear more, check out our pre review, check out Rings review. Of power. Fake nerds watch as well for mm-hmm. more discussion. Applesauce. Ryan, your number seven, number seven, the Batman mm. higher. Nice. There you go. Love oh, it. Okay. Cool. I like that. We all have it in different spots. Someone say it's a good movie. All right, yeah. my number seven. Puss in Boots. Oh, last wish. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it very last minute. Um, there could be some recency. No, so, you know what? There I'll is say, no recency bias. I will say, I will say, like the night before, so on Friday night, I knew Brandon had gone to a movie because he told me, yeah, I was in a movie theater. I was like, he's seen Puss in Boots. That son of a bitch. He's going to bring that to the top 15 yeah. and we're not going to have time to yeah. see it, to evaluate it. I wanted to see it because I wanted to know if it would make my top 15. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 we found a sliver of time that we could, that we could make work and we went to see it. And you know what? I'm not going to say a lot about it. In fact, I will say very little. I will only say that it is my number seven for a very good reason. I really, really liked it. I cannot wait for you guys to watch it. I really, okay. I really, really want to. I wish I could have just to know would it have changed things. Maybe not, but like I'm sure it would have been well considered. And as we've seen in the trailer, animation is stunning. Animation yeah. is stunning. I was talking to you about it, it yesterday. Stunning. Real quickly though, like uh, DreamWorks between the bad guys, which was a, which was a huge surprise. It was and Puss and Boots: The Last Wish. Uh, great year for DreamWorks. Oh yeah. Great yeah, bad guys. Guy, I'm I'm actually mad at myself. I didn't see bad guys in theaters because that movie was really really good. It's bad really good. I am glad I sat on my plane to England though, and I don't uh, want to say anything more about it because I want you guys to see it. You got it. Gonna see it. Uh, number six, correct? Mm-hmm. Let me double check. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Checking the oh, calculations. Number six. You guys are probably gonna have this higher. Peacemaker. My higher. Num- my number six. My oh. my number six. Oh. Oh, higher. <laughs> I had a feeling, but yeah, number six for me is Peacemaker. That's awesome that we just <laughs> that didn't want to go. Honestly, when I put down Peacemaker, I was very scared. I was like that came out then. Yeah, we had to come Here's out in twenty twenty. Peacemaker so. was higher for me, but something edged edged down. So yeah, my number six as well. There's a um, there's a few things that uh, the reason why it Peacemaker is at number six where it is. Well, is let's because, get to we'll it get to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, mine's later. Um, so, so number my six? number six is Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Higher. Yeah, I don't know. It's a no it's a would be really funny if he's like, yeah, Sonic honorable mentions. <laughs> oh. I would have like I would have been like are you are you a uh, pod person? I, I I really thought Sonic might have gone higher, but I had to be I had to be critical a little bit of how uh-huh. I felt about some things. And I was like, Sonic the Hedgehog two belongs where it belongs, and it belongs at six for me. It is awesome. Mm-hmm. It made your list. I it was on my list for a long time before I rewatched it on the on the boat. Um, and the wedding scene played a lot worse for me the second time I watched it versus the first time I watched it. And that I think is what nudged it out of my top 15 into my mentions. Cause I've seen that movie. Like, oh, sure. Once, yeah. And I, it still works. For I mean, me. the Robotnik stuff is incredible. No, I, no, I mean yeah. like even specifically what you're referencing, like yeah. the wedding scene. That's yeah. just so I was, for me. I yeah. was still chuckling when I saw the wedding scene on my plane ride to England, and I was like, "Is that like the stuff with the wife?" Yeah, yeah, stuff with the sister. Yeah. Oh, this. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Randall. Okay, oh, yeah, so yeah. You, so because the number six was all the same, 
It goes, it goes back, back to, ben. to Ben, number five. Number five. Oh, shit, number five. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, yeah, number Calculating. Five. Number five, House of the Dragon. He has honorable mentions. That's it. Let's talk about it, though. Uh, Game of Thrones is back. It is back. God, yes. Game of Thrones. Happy to be back. House of the Dragon was... It, talk about a show that I came in with the lowest expectations and it blew me out of the water nearly every single week. It does have flaws. I will not say that it does not have flaws. But to me, with a lot of things, the flaws are so minuscule, it does not impede my enjoyment mm-hmm. of this show. Mm-hmm. And just the drama, the shock value that Game of Thrones brought to it, I feel is there, but it's also there even more. Like, we all, like the three of us have seen the end of House of the Dragon. We know... We know what happens at the end of that show. Munch, munch. Yeah, munch, munch indeed. And we were just like, we saw it coming. But at the same time, even though we didn't, for a split second, we thought, oh, he's safe. He's safe. Nope. He he chowed. Munch, munch. Yeah. And we have a whole review series about this. So definitely check that out. Check it out. But just the fact that every week I was excited to watch House of the Dragon. It was nice to have that feeling again. I mean, I'm going to quote Wyatt here. I was excited for some hot D. Don't you dare, Listen, Grayson. Hot, sun, Sunday nights was the hot yeah. day night, baby. Yeah. And it, it's my night. It, it was definitely <laughs> one of the, it was definitely a show that I was glad to be back. Just like Rings of Power, but F, House of the Dragon was one I was more interested in. It was the one I was more glad to be back in that world. And I was just glad that it, it washed the taste of, I mean, it hasn't fully washed the taste of season eight out of my mouth, but it's just, I'm happy to be back in a world that's so familiar but also so foreign at the exact same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, like, like, yeah, like, the violence and, like, the shock value, like, that is part of Game of Thrones, but, like, really, I'm there, like, just for anything is about the characters, and I think mm-hmm. this has some of the strongest character work. Oh, yeah. It has, even though it has now dropped down to my honorable mentions, it has my favorite performance of the year, and it's with Viserys. It's with Patty Constantine. Yes! Oh, yeah. That dude, if that dude doesn't win an Emmy, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to be very upset. He, he's so... He'll certainly win a fakie. I'll, I'll give him a fakie. Uh, that's how... <laughs> Run it, cut it, <laughs> ship it. Uh, I, his performance in episode, I believe it's episode eight. Episode um, eight, yes. Like, it's it's a scene I think about all the time, and it's like it's this it's this this man who's like forty five years old, but he looks ninety. He's he is dying every second. Yeah, and he's surrounded by his family, and it just it's and he's just so happy. The way he's just so happy, and the, he can't. His heart literally cannot take it. The way he plays Viserys throughout the years, throughout the multiple time jumps we have, and just to see him go from worst to... Not only does he deserve an enemy, the damn costume and makeup crew deserve oh, enemies. Oh, God, he looks so gross. Oh, just like when he takes off his mask, you see the... His Phantom, cheek baby. is like... His eye is gone. His cheek has eroded. He just looks like this husk this of a is man. This is the stuff, Lionel. The husk that he used to be when he was yeah. sitting on the Iron Throne. And just all the characters do an amazing job. All the, the story to me, I think the story is fantastic. Yeah. And um, I love this show. Yeah. And I, I, I honest, I, I absolutely am so happy to be back in Westeros. And he better get that goddamn Emmy. I, uh, go ahead. Uh, for it being in my honorable mentions, like it, what edged it out for me is I, I never got over the the lack of certain characters because mm-hmm. of the time jumps. Mm-hmm. And yes. like that, that, that pulled it back too much for me personally. Um, but I can't deny that, like, there's such an incredible female focused story mm-hmm. being told uh, that, that really warms my heart to see. And I'm really hoping that um, a season two will end up in my tops yeah. because yeah. it will focus more uh, 
point by point on the people it should be focusing on rather than trying to get us to a certain point in the story. And I think I think that is that is and it it didn't bother me as much, but it is a it is a negative of the show is the time the time jump stuff. And now that the time jump stuff is over and we're just with the characters that we're gonna be with until they all die. Yeah. Like we're now we're here. We're back into Game of Thrones without any of the nonsense like we're that came it. before it. So war like, the War of the Queens, baby, or War of the King and the Queen. Let's go. Yeah. Uh it's great stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm super pleased. About so that's mm-hmm. Ben's number five. That's right? my number five. Sparks, number five. So my number five, um, I I don't expect any of you to have it. And I, I feel like it's something where this it's it's we all agree it's pretty much an immaculate season of television. But um I think we're just kind of trained to not think about it. And like I kept going back to when we discussed it, and I was like, it it just it just has to be in here. It was too good of a season. Is it Miss Marvel? It's the boys oh! season three. No! Because the boys Un- season three was practically a perfect season You're- of the boys. This sucks. And can we restart? <laughs> How did I forget about the boys season three? And I can't I can't tell you guys like I, I really looked at I looked at the list up and down. And I'm like, there's no world where the boys season three can't be here. I'm because mad now. That I'm, was such a cr- incredible season of television. I, I can't utterly, drop Marvel Snap. You know I utterly and no. completely <laughs> forgot about the boys. Now, here's the thing. I don't blame you guys. I think there's something about like, it's always we know the boys. The we, well, we know the boys is a measured content thing where like, it's, always good. It's, it's hit that point for us. There was so much new content this year. We didn't know how it was going to go. And the boys is something where we know it's always going to be great yeah and then this season was incredible it's true but it was the middle of the year and i get it i never let go of that so it's at my number five the boys season three was such a great season and you should definitely listen to us discuss it on the fake news watch because uh uh, i know all of you guys loved it it was such it was such a good season like they were just always hitting every single episode was was just so goddamn good if i were to do my list again it would have been number 15 where Cobra Kai is. Sure. I yeah. this is, this, I hate this. There's so much good stuff. I get it. Like it was a it was a big year. So yeah, it's the boys season three for me because uh what what an incredible uh, do, do you all remember like the episode, like minor spoilers for the boys? Um, the episode where it drops off at the um her dropping like the social media shit in yep. front of the news, and it's and you're like Homelanders, what is gonna happen now? <laughs> what is gonna happen now? Um and you know, shout outs to to my personal friend, but it's not why I put it up here. But my personal friend Miles Villanueva uh, showing up in the show for the season, like it, that. Oh, he was a fast guy. Yeah, he, yeah, that didn't really affect my my rankings because his character wasn't enough to affect that. But kind it's of cool thing. to see him. It was it was great to see him. Yeah. I thought it was just a really thoughtful, well considered episode uh, right, season so, of television, uh, and some of our best Mother's Milk content ever. I just love yeah. it so much. So we're gonna we're gonna have to. Uh, so there's gonna be a part two where we redo our list, <laughs> where I put R R R and the boys on there. I, I I don't I wouldn't do well, wouldn't really do my list at this point. But if I had remembered, it would. If I had, like you're right because like I just I just was like oh of course the boys. You know what? Of course the boys is good. The boys probably wouldn't have made my top but, ten. But it definitely would have made my fifteen. It it is it, the boys season three is the best season so far. Yeah. It's a known yeah. it's a known quantity. Yeah. You know the boys will be good, and I just thought this season was was exceptional. You're, no, yeah. you're right. You're right. That was my number five. My number five is a show only I watch, and it's called The Bear. Oh, the Bear. bear. If if another TV show that we all watched didn't come out, this would be my favorite TV show of the year. Uh, The Bear is just such a just such a beautiful drama about working in a kitchen and the relationships of working in a kitchen and the type of people who work in a kitchen. But it's also a beautiful story about like family and the main guy 
Jeremy Whiteley. I always forget his name, but he was in uh, he was in Shameless. Shameless. Shameless thank you. Um, he he's he shouldn't win, but he should be at least nominated for for uh, uh, an Emmy. Emmy. Also, Screen from uh, from Andor is his brother or his cousin in the show, and he's like the second major lead. And I think he will get nominated for that show because he's outstanding. Uh, and just like the the day to day life of just running a restaurant, like doesn't sa- doesn't sound very exciting, but like when it's just like impeccably written and scripted and acted and what does one episode that is an entire 25 minute like once one shot of just like the worst day in their lives of working at this restaurant where things are going badly that's like the most compelling thing i've, I've watched all year like like almost like an andor but in a restaurant um just really great stuff and it's a, it's a show that i thought about so much this year and it has it has such an incredible final uh, final episode, and there's like a cameo of a character who shows up, and he's like, oh, this famous actor is in this scene for five minutes, and it's like the most impactful scene of the entire show, and it leaves you like bawling at the end, crying at the end. And when that show ended, I'm like, I didn't want to cry right now, but are they happening. doing? Are they doing a season two, or is it a one and done? It, I don't know if season two has been confirmed, but it left it open for sure. Of course they're doing season two, Cocaine Bear. Oh, wow, what a sequel. Oh. Oh, those guys show up. <laughs> oh my God. That'd be great. But, I mean, the Bear is definitely one of those shows because, Ryan, I remember you were talking about this because you work in a restaurant currently. I used to work in a few restaurants mm-hmm, in my, mm-hmm. during my college years. So I want to watch the show to be like, how close do they get it? And judging by your reactions, they nail it 100%. hardcore. And it's, and it's just such a beautiful story of like the most famous chef in the world who like who had a bad thing happen. And like now he's just working in his brother's, his brother's sandwich shop. Mm-hmm. But like him being the most famous chef in the world is getting in the way of him running a business. And like he wants it to be like a five star French restaurant, but he just it's a sandwich shop like Jersey yeah. Mike's. Like it's it's a sandwich shop in Chicago. Yeah. yeah. It's you're there's a big level, there's a gap there. Yeah. And but it's just like it's just so beautifully acted. And like it's the, the character stuff is so good. Um, love it. I, I hope there's a season I need, two. I need to I watch know it it's there. something that I need to do. I do yeah. know that. Word, word, yeah. word. My number five is a little movie known as R R. Are. Oh, thank God. It would have. <laughs> Time to talk about it. Is it? I'm, I'm so mad it's not. A, I forgot. Like, Here we go, baby. Nacho, R- nacho, R- nacho. R- uh, Catching maybe a little bit of wind and backdraft from Promare, but RRR. Nacho, nacho is a great song that I listen to all the time, but that is not the reason why it is my number five. It is my number five because it is an incredible movie. One of the most incredible movies I've ever seen. It's also one of the most movies. It's one of the most movies. It does everything. Uh, I love in this type of movie. It's got ridiculous action sequences. Everything it everything it does is the most. It's 11. the most friendship. It's the most action. It's the most explosions. It's the most animals. I, I it's all the animals. Baby RRR has been talked about all the live long day on every YouTube channel, every Twitter account who's seen it. And and I can and I will only do and I will I, I could parrot all of it. Uh, but it is an incredible movie that hit me so damn hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's my number twelve. Um, I that is no slight. I love everything in my top fifteen, and yeah. I love a lot of things I didn't even mention in my honorable mentions. And then them, it was a tough uh, year. So it's a tough year. Um, RRR is exceptional. Uh, I I loved it top to bottom um i think it's so moving uh they'll my my only uh slight is that i'm still pissed netflix doesn't have it in its original yes. uh dialogue exactly. um right, I, yeah, I, yeah. I just don't understand why we don't have that available um it is weird i am upset the uh, indian film industry no longer does physical copies of anything of any, any of the movies yeah truly uh it feels i feel like rr because of 
it's getting nomination, this will be an exception. I, I do so. think there will be an RR. I'll tell you what, I bet Criterion's going to hunt them. Oh, down 100%. For this one. I could see. Here's the thing RRR, I would 100% buy a Criterion channel RRR. Um, RRR is not just winning international feature film, which it is. It's got, it's got a lock, but it should be in the running for best picture. Sure. 100%. Yeah. It's, 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 it is also in a different way, just like the Fablemans, an example of, and Top Gun Maverick of like, this is movie making. These are people yes. passionate. Old about school films. movie making. It's a, it's a different logic uh, than what those other two are applying. They all three are different uh, in what they're doing, but they are all taking the tools of the craft and saying like, this is what movie making is yeah. like for. It's for taking you to these places. Yeah. Uh, and RRs is, we've, we've talked about before because it's very non-Western in its way of being earnest and emotional and and present uh that a lot of american cinema will not do mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it makes rr such an emotionally engaging film um beautiful in every way i tr- truly ben you will love it uh no i saw i was scrolling through netflix to watch sonic prime i saw rr was on i was like cool i can watch it finally i i, I would love nothing more than to sit down and watch it again with i remember we watched like, half of it so good <laughs> up in monterey yeah <laughs> Well, Gosh. I can. Well, I actually, knew it was a mistake to start that night because I knew they weren't going to finish gonna be, it. But I was like, "Man, it's Sparks, so you have a big f off TV. I can come over super early one Sunday. Oh my God, and I have to watch it on that TV. Oh, oh. the nachos. How late is it? <laughs> oh, not, <laughs> not tonight. Nacho, oh, no. Not tonight, but I mean, in I the future. <laughs> um, I'm I am currently playing Nacho Nacho. Genuinely, in my head. genuinely thrilled. It's that high for you, man. Um, I I'm I love that movie. Yeah. Um. It had to be every list I wrote. It was always in my. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, incredible movie. Ben, you're number four. And incredible music. Oh, I love it. Uh, like all all around. Number four. Gotta go fast. Sonic the Hedgehog two. Oh, four. Four. Wow, yes. what a year for things. Uh guys, the fact that we were getting, the fact that the first Sonic the Hedgehog film was was as good as it was made this. Diehard Sonic fans, super happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The fact that Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was at good uh-huh. made me stupid happy. And yes, I mean, once again, flaws aside, this I put Sonic the Hedgehog 2 as high as it was because it met and not and surpassed my expectations for oh, the film. For sure, for sure. That's why it ended up in my number six as well. The 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 way they incorporated Knuckles was fantastic. The way they incorporated the Master Emerald and the Chaos Emeralds was amazing. Supersonic was so good to see on screen. All of the jokes, all the references to the video games were there and they were just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And it Idris Elba is amazing as Knuckles. Yeah. Um, ben Schwartz continues to kill it as Sonic. Mm-hmm. Colleen O'Shaughnessy coming back as Tails is always great to hear. I think he's and, better in this one, frankly. Schwartz. Yeah, Schwartz is Sonic. better in this one. And I hope I am hoping and praying that Jim Carrey comes back for one more Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. film. I am hoping and praying. This has this has got me so excited for Sonic 3. It's gonna be really sad after yeah. they cast him. It, it, it is gonna be sad, but even if they if um Agent Sloan becomes the new robot. Oh egg, yeah, honestly, so I love him. He's awesome. He's you funny on Twitter he too. Is. You know what they could do? They could recast Jim Carrey and not acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. And here's who I think could do it. Jack Black. Mm, he's already, he's already Bowser. Bowser. So, yeah, it's cannibalizing <laughs> your villain there. I, I, uh, I also truly just 
floored every day that the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 film was as incredible as it was, uh, that it was as good, that it that it brought to life those characters. That um, it was successful. It's not a it's not a yeah. challenging film necessarily, but it is a it's fun. It is mm-hmm. a it is miles above uh, 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 it is miles above uh what people expected it to be what, yeah. it, what it we thought it could be and mm-hmm. i i it truly i never thought i never thought i would see a giant uh eggman robot yeah. stomping through a city in live action yeah, to yeah, fight yeah. sonic tails and knuckles i never thought I, i'd see it and the fact that the i saw it and, and it was and i the, was just the tornado yeah and then i was just just so in it and that it got you so jazzed about really it excited. and that everybody mm-hmm. was just feeling that was uh, I'm amazed. Even yeah. even the stuff, the human stuff, I was not and all the references. I, yeah, I was also enjoying. I was also engaged with the human stuff. The the violence yeah. was better. Yeah. The mention of gun, the guardian units of the mm. nation, God. <laughs> from Sonic Adventure Two, and like just the fact that they just the fact that even though this the film was Sonic Sonic Hedgehog Two, and most of the of the inspiration, I was saying this the second we heard the movie was coming out. If they do not do a poster in homage to the game cover, I'm going to be upset. What did they freaking do? They did. They it. made. They did the poster. They also made the goddamn steelbook steel cover, which I bought. I I, nice. I demanded that steelbook. Yeah, he called them like, directly. That's really cool. No, it's so no, good. I am actually still kind of upset. I have not found that poster anywhere, but I'm pretty sure there's somewhere It'll online happen. where I could buy it because I need that poster in my room. Ben, look in the pocket. No, don't do that. No, Um, but yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog two, number four. Yeah, Yeah, it's my number four. It's It's, I love that movie. It's it's what it is is uh, just a real quick note on your thing, and and definitely watch our review to hear us talk about Sonic the Hedgehog two more. Um, But they they knew how to bring the human characters to a better balance with the others by making them live in a cartoon world, Mm -hmm. uh, even though they are not cartoons, and and that allows the humor to work Mm -hmm. rather than trying to realistic the sonic characters into their world yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like the original design <laughs> okay what are, what are we at oh number four number four this is the batman okay go. okay here, here we, we are go. we did it guys oh yeah we're at the bat is it all of our top tens at least yeah yeah it is uh, I, I, I think nine. i was the last one. no mine's the 13 13 okay gotcha. uh mine's number nine yeah, so number four, the Batman. Um, I I initially thought that this was gonna go lower. There were a lot of other things I was weighing it against, and and I just I went back and I'm like, the Batman's the Batman movie I've wanted. Yep, for a long time. Yes, one hundred percent. And in so many ways, was so well done. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, even just in score alone, I think about that theme all yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. I hum it all the time, uh, and the, I'm months from seeing that movie. Yeah, I I have rewatched it several times, and it is. Yeah, it was my number seven, and I I initially had it lower, and I just kept rising up, and I'm like, I really like that movie, man, and like, and I was sold like in the first like ten minutes because I think that opening scene, mm-hmm. like they think I'm in the shadows, they think that I'm and then I am, they think I'm in the shadows, I am the shadows. I think about that line all the time because that's the hardest thing Batman's ever said. Yeah, uh, and like just that first opening scene, it's like, man, he knows, uh, uh, Ryan, oh, nope, Matt Robert, Reeves, Matt Reeves. Oh, oh, Matt Reeves, he knows he he had a vision and he went for it and it's it's a vision i've also always always wanted and catwoman being one of my faves like oh she's so spicy yeah, yeah. um just the fact the riddler penguin all the villains in this film it's a i have not I'm, unfortunately <laughs> oh, come on don't you know spanish <laughs> um when i haven't no hable espanol fellas <laughs> god it's that's the best. great but jim gordon i love jim gordon in this mm, movie yes i love robert panson as batman i love any circus as alfred Oh, um, I it's been, I haven't seen it since. Every time Jeffrey Wright called Batman man, 
Come on, man. Me. Come on, yeah. man. Come on, man. I ha- unfortunately, I haven't seen this movie since theaters, but this is definitely one of those things where I know if I'm going to watch it, I'm not just going to watch it passively. I'm going to pay the F attention. I'll tell you what. I, it would have been higher, and I've, I've watched it multiple times now, but like, I think the the final act is not nearly as strong as the rest of the movie and it feels like there's a point like after the riddler gets captured that like another hour of the movie so happens i, I mm-hmm. thought about that too and it was one of yeah. the things that was making me push it lower yeah and then i was like but yeah i really like when batman's leading them out of the dark and it's literally about this lesson of him recognizing mm-hmm. i can't separate myself from humanity mm-hmm. i have to connect to humanity yeah, to, yeah. To, to make a difference that's the only way i can make a difference in gotham and i'm like shit man but you bring it all together in the end and that final <laughs> pitch is so good and sure. like you get there because of that third act and so i'm like even though i think it is clunky yeah that that last the it, final moment the, like the makes last up for beats it. are so with good. that girl i honestly think if i had watched it more throughout the year i would have placed it higher but mm-hmm. the this is definitely because when i put it on i was like i gotta put the batman somewhere i knew it was gonna be my top 10 i'm actually kind of happy where i have it now but had i watched it more and even just talking with you guys i'm like you know i could probably move the batman a little bit higher up because it truly is a amazing batman film it is a true drive i love robert pattinson's interpretation of batman i love how the suit looks this is the His contact lenses this mm. is the year two batman that i've been thirsting for for a long this time isn't, this isn't just the year two batman that i've been thirsting for this is the batman i've been thirsting for this is the batman that is the closest that we've gotten to the comic this is not a, this is unapologetically about batman mm-hmm. he is a he is frankly a ridiculous character yeah um that too often filmmakers try to make realistic in live action and you cannot do that and cool and he, like and cool. he's a weird I loner i don't feel like they're trying to make him cool yeah. i feel like things he does are sometimes cool yeah. yes but i don't feel like they're trying to make him cool yeah and, and the thing and the thing like he he's it's really cool that he's you know he's sloppy he's he he mm-hmm. gets hit he like he doesn't quite make the escape from the from the gcpd nothing more clear of the sloppiness than the fact that they let him keep the eye makeup when he takes the mask off yeah and i and man that's just such a small detail that i love but it's so important mm-hmm. and like i i i really i really think this is the closest we've gotten to a perfect batman movie if yep. not the perfect batman movie for sure the scene with the where the batmobile is introduced is one of my favorite oh my the god the batmobile chase scene <laughs> it sounds like a dragon incredible batmobile <sighs> scene in any batman live and, action film ever and we mentioned the score i can i remember for like a few months after the movie came out people were using the bum, batman score bum, in their reels bum, and their bum, tiktoks bum. and it was it works so well yeah yeah um We've definitely got a lot of love for the Batman. Please check out our review. Yes. The Penguin did. starts filming in February. Yay. And we'll move forward to your number four, Ryan. It's turning red. Yay. Right. Turning red. God damn, do I love this movie, y'all. It's not It's not my favorite Pixar movie. And number four for Four Town? Oh, I did that on purpose. 100. percent I did it on purpose. 100. Um, <laughs> Wally, I still, I think, will always be my favorite Pixar movie, just because like it, it's like a, it's a it's a ha- it's it's like a silent movie, sci-fi movie for like uh-huh. half that movie, and I love that. Um, this movie, I just I connected with the characters, and I think it's from the jump, from minute one, it shows you we're musical, we're big, and we're bouncy. Our characters are full of life, mm-hmm. and it never drops down below that. Nope. All the character stuff is so great. I love the family dynamic. The big kaiju aspect of it is like I, I didn't expect. Um, the the songs like I rewatched that final that final scene where like the where Four Time comes together. in and like and they're harmonizing with the moms, and I'm like, this is some good shit. 
And again, I wish I would have died to have seen this in the theaters. If I saw this in theaters, I bet it would even be higher. I'm sure. Me too. Me too. Uh, but yeah, I, Turn, Turning Red's excellent. Yeah. Turning Red yeah. was my number eight. No, what was my Turning Red? Turning right Red's my number nine. Yeah, Turning Red was, I think it was higher for me. Yeah, and, Turning Red beat out the Batman and for it's, me. It, it was my number eight. It's a movie about like young women and periods. Yeah. Which is like, <laughs> that's that's like, incredible. That's crazy. It, 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 it truly was like, Pixar brought something so wholly new to the table, new for them. Again, like this is another time where we it looks different. Yes, how much it, how great it is that Pixar is branching out away from their own typical style, and like mm-hmm. we saw that with Luca. Now we're seeing it again with Turning Red, and Turning Red was just such a, a beautiful personal emotional story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I sincerely just impressed with how effective it was, and and the the style choices that they made to go about it that that. Ex- Accentuated it, like putting it in the '90s, focusing on the boy bands, all that kind of stuff. Uh, genius, a genius film. Turning Turning Red was definitely a film that I was that I'm still mad at Pixar for putting. I mean, don't get me wrong; I'm glad it was on Disney Plus. That it was well, it's not this, Pixar's fault. Very specifically, it's not Pixar's fault. Okay. It's Disney. Did I say Pixar? I meant Disney. You did, but it's Disney. My, my apologies. I meant Disney. I'm and still mad at Disney for forcing Pixar to put this on Disney Plus. The music by the Goat Ludwig Göransson. He, that dude was just Disney's like king. I mean, I guess Michael Giacchino as well. But like, man, Ludwig, he, he killed he's, it. He's one of them. There's like, so, there's like two composer kings in Disney right now, and it's the, it's him and Michael Giacchino. Yeah. But one of the things I love about this movie is just how different it is from other Pixar films, especially with how you see the panda transform and how May uses the panda off the bat. She doesn't hide it for half the film, and yep. then there's a big reveal. She's like, and it's the first act where she shows off the panda to her close circle of friends. And they're like, yo, this is amazing. Yep. And then they she starts doing the thing to earn the four town. I love her. I love her friend group. Like I would like we're getting so many like like Zootopia plus. Like I would watch a show of just like, yeah, they're that they, they continued on being friends. Yep. And yep. like I would kill for that. I, they found I, the, the bull. Go ahead. Sorry. One of my favorite parts is when they're at the concert, they turn around, they see the bully, and they're like, You're a townie. And yeah. he's like, and then in the end the credits, in the during the credits, you see him with the girls getting ready for another four town show. Hondo. Uh, a a Disney owned animated film that captures so well the beginning phases of getting horny is just oh, yeah. so funny and yes and like what am I experiencing yeah, yeah. just kind of sweating and having to roll in the yeah, bed yeah. and the face is like oh, oh. Uh, oh it's, it's so, so expressive good. oh yeah yeah love it oh. turning red good stuff Pixar for also, more check out our review also the Ghibli food scene. No. Well, yeah, no. yeah, of course. My number four, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, honors. Was that? That was my number eleven, I think. Number eleven, and it's not on your list. It's on my honorable honors. Okay, Top Gun Maverick um, is. Uh, Top Gun Maverick <laughs> is so good, you guys. It's a really good movie. I really it's... like Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick is is. is is one of those movies that makes me believe in filmmaking. Like mm-hmm. it makes me believe in the magic of filmmaking. Sure. Because like how they were able to get those plane sequences is quite frankly just magic. Thanks, Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. And like I'm I'm I am so ready to watch these special features uh for that film mm-hmm. to see how they made magic uh come to life on the big screen. Like the 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 jet sequences feel so real and visceral because they are. It's Tom Cruise's best performance to date. Um, I believe this allows him to be short and old, which he does not allow in any of his films. And 
he is so good and vulnerable in it and in a way that I've not seen him in many, many, many years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll and, give it that. Yeah. And like the, the, the love story between him and Jennifer Connelly, like this is, this is the first time I've bought a love story with Tom Cruise in a long time. Sure. Because he's not being Tom Cruise. He's being Pete. And it's someone who's closer to his age than someone who is like, Oh, she's like 25. Yeah. Uh, uh the, 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 the thematic through lines are are amazing it's exactly the length it needs to be the pay the the having the the plane track the you know going th- going down the track practicing and to have the payoff so good mm-hmm. such great setup and payoffs um the 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 last act is, is so heart poundingly mm-hmm. good yeah i yeah. man i adore this movie what i will definitely say about top of maverick is that this is a quite honestly, the best example of a film of a sequel film. I don't want to call it a perfect sequel, but I want to call it. I will. I will call it a perfect sequel, but I will call it a perfect sequel for a film. That's well over a decade and a half or possibly two decades out from the first film. Bro, it came out like the eighties. Do you think you are? Top Gun's old as shit. It came out yeah. in like the mid eighties. Yeah, that's, that's not a decade and a half. Like, ben, that's like thirty plus. Years. Okay, cool. There you go. Thirty yeah. plus. That's okay. Oh, but, that decade. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I was trying. A, I could, ben, a decade ago was twenty thirteen. A decade and a half is fifteen. We are years. old now. <laughs> we are old now. <laughs> so let me. So let me rephrase. Thirty plus years there it took for for this film to get a sequel. And quite honestly, it is the perfect. It is the best example of how to do a film like this and make it. Not just great, not just good, but great, and in my personal opinion, better than the original. It, it, it pays. Oh well. yeah, that wasn't hard. Easy. Mm-hmm. It's it's it, it, it's so much better. <laughs> it's so much better than the than the first one, uh, in my opinion, all, as well. And I think all of our opinions. And the mm-hmm. fact that, like, I think that the that one of the things that, that really helps this film is that it's not just about planes. It's about morality. It's about mortality. Mm-hmm. It's about Tom Cruise. It's about Pete Maverick dealing with his mortality mm-hmm. and dealing with the fact that he is getting older mm-hmm. and he ha- he can't be this hot shot test pilot anymore he has to what what is he going to bring Pass to the, the next buck. generation what's he going yeah. to what's he going to gift the next generation and he comes with his the crimes that happened in the 30 years after top gun he goose's son rooster he pulled his application to the academy forcing his career back by years and it he doesn't goofed, he goofed up and it doesn't do the thing that i really don't like uh, look it can be done well and i like to legacy sequels that do it well but like his life from the first Top Gun to now to Top Gun Maverick was good. He's a decorated captain. He's doing what he loves. He and the, there are there are things that didn't go quite well. Mm-hmm. But he's not a down on his luck old man who no. has to come back to to, to Top Gun. To, he's like successful. Yeah, he's I, like, I love I love that they did that. He straight up says he's like I lasted two months. It wasn't for me. I'm doing other things now, which is flying this test plane and the Dark Star, which I flew in Microsoft Flight Simulator. Mm-hmm. This movie had such an impact that I downloaded that game and I played a flight simulator wow. so I could do Top Gun shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I put it in my honorable mentions. It only didn't clear the bar because like it is incredible filmmaking and it is exceptional in that way and there's a lot to really love about it. It simply for me did not have enough meat on the bones over the other things I would have up there yeah like mm-hmm. it, it in no like it didn't need to be more for the movie it is it did not yeah but it's a simple film uh and other things have been more complex with a lot more for me to need to chew on stop coming yeah, just ed- got edged down but it says an honorable mentions because it's a no. very well-made film every yeah. time every time especially when it's original is a joke every time the every time glenn powell saves uh maverick and goose Rooster, the, Maverick and Rooster at the end of that film, I, I tears. Yeah, every single time. It's really good. 
such a good moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that film. So your number three, Ben. Number three, Andor. That's my number three. Higher. Higher. Ooh. Higher. Good. Okay. Okay. All right. My number three. And I will say that um, pretty much the moment I saw them, now it did adjust because some things came out later, but these three were cemented in their positions in the top three for good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And number three is Peacemaker. Yep. So this was your all of your number sixes. Mm-hmm. For me, it's my number three. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Peacemaker is exceptional. It yep. was going to be my favorite show of the year, but then something else came out. Uh. Um, and uh, uh, I can't get over like we gave John Cena Best Actor of the Year award by a mile. Yep. Yeah. Uh, for True. our fake nerd awards, like yep. he he's so goddamn good at yep. this, and so is everybody else in the casting. It, James Gunn wrote an incredible show. He made an incredible show everybody I told, came to play i told you i truly believe it is his masterpiece uh peacemaker is yeah. is more than i ever could have imagined it being yeah um and the fact that like one of the best dc property things ever made is is this show about peacemaker is is wild beyond belief but it's so moving and, and so yeah. powerful and i haven't watched it since when did that come out like january, january. literally a year, a year ago and like I still remember Adebayo and and Mern and Die Beard. Like I still I'm still I still remember all, like all the plots and the butterfly stuff and all the music. Well, it's because I listen to music all the time too. But like it's just it's I think we didn't expect it to be as so good as it was. So like when it turned out to be like oh this is one of the best shows of the year, like it, it excelled over that because mm-hmm. like it's a, it's a show about peacemaker, right? Like this was definitely wild. a show that when it was announced, we're like no this can't be good. Okay, James Gunn's a trash show. It's probably gonna be pretty good. And then we watched it, it was like never mind. This is one of the best TV shows out there. Yeah. Peacemaker. I mean, one show did edge a, a few shows edged this out for me, but Peacemaker as a whole, truly. I mean, yes, I have put other shows higher than Peacemaker. Do I believe those? I put those higher shows because of how they affect me personally sure. on a personal level. If I'm looking at this thing at Peacemaker objectively, there's only one other show that might beat out Peacemaker, and I already said what my number three was. Mm. Two best TV shows of the year by far, objectively. Peacemaker and Andor. Mm. Yeah. Uh, those mm. two are neck and neck. I mm. cannot pick just one. No, I mean, like, you know, I, I might have put it at three, but you all put it at six. And like, that's that's still so yeah. high. And I don't think before it came out, any of us thought no. Peacemaker would land in that kind of space. No. Peacemaker was such a was such a good surprise. Um, I, I said it before. This is I believe it is James Gunn's masterpiece. I'm sure he will make another masterpiece. But like I the the amount of personal um uh, emotion that he put into this show uh is stunning the fact that he is able to make such a personal heartbreaking show based around peacemaker an mm. old charlton character that dc has not used in many many years right like it, not even just that but like a villain of the movie he was just in yeah making him your protagonist is like why are they doing that and it's, it's like, a story that like follows up on how he feels about having been put in that position like yeah. see like, like wild like yes. I, well, we we ta- we have a whole we have a FNW, whole thing FNW we about this, but please God, go look. Please go talk about if you it haven't watched we, Peacemaker, what's wrong with you? We're in love with it. seriously, and also do not hit that skip intro button because that song is a oh banger. Oh my gosh, all day long. Also, I haven't heard a better version of Pumped Up Kicks since. Mm, yeah. Your number three, my number three, the top three guys. This was tough to, to rearrange these. They they all well, that's not your number one. It's number one, but number three is everything everywhere all at once. Higher, yeah. Well, there you go. Honorable. That's fine. Um, my number three, I already said, which is Star Wars Andor. Number two, Ben. 
God of War Ragnarok. Honorable. All right. You said your number three is Andor? Yeah. Sorry, I'm keeping track of things. Oh, that's fine. God of, War, God of War is my number 12. I so expected is... it to be higher for you, to be honest. I will explain why now. Oh. Um, I like 2018 a lot better. Brandon, I'm so glad you I, you're with me on this. I, and that's not me saying it's a bad game. It is, no, it no, is no, a no. great game, but it's a lot of that first game, and I played that game a lot. The thing, the thing, the thing that holds God of, that held God of War back for me was that I do feel like the last half is rushed, and the 2018 game hit me harder on an emotional level than this film did. Now that's not to say this film didn't hit me on an emotional level at all. Yeah. I think this game has incredible reveals, some great character work. Um, I think. Uh, um, Christopher Judge is incredible as Kratos yeah. in this game. Mm -hmm. um, and the kid who plays Atreus is wonderful. Um, there's some great turns I did not see coming. Um, Richard Schiff is immaculate as Odin. So good. Um, but the gameplay is the same. Mm -hmm. there's, one, there's, one new, there's one new thing that I really like. And unfortunately, um, I think it takes way too long to get. Yeah. And I, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't disagree with that. And I think that like... It, it's just that again this at the, at the end of the day the 2018 game was a more emotional experience for me than ragnarok mm -hmm. and that's not to say i didn't like ragnarok obviously it made my top 15 mm -hmm. so i really did like it um but it's just as an emotional experience 2018 was was more for me sure i i understand but i, I disagree no no <laughs> i do not disagree but this game hit me in a way that i never thought it was going to hit me now this game went from I gotta play it to so I can write a review for it for Fusion Magazine, which is coming out soon eventually. Whoop, whoop. And then it came to went to a thing where I want to play this because I want to see the I want to see the end. I want to see the world. I want to see. I want to explore. I want to. I really like I, the map design. I also. want to adventure. I want to get to the story. I want the different characters that you meet along the way. The different characters that become allies that were enemies to become allies. I love be the, careful of spoilers. I know be careful of spoilers. I love those scenes. And quite honestly, this scene almost had me in a the, the ending, the very ending of the game where the credits actually roll almost had me in a sobbing mess. Like the post-credit credits. Yes, that one. Yes. But even then, just seeing the end of the getting to the end of the game, it I felt like I truly accomplished and Ryan, something. And Ryan was absolutely right when when because you'd be the first before mm -hmm. all of us. Mm -hmm. Um, and you said the post game stuff is really great. A lot of stuff, absolutely correct. Like, so almost like an yeah. entire game in that game. It's, it's so it's so great that there is so much to do after the game is over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I will not deny 2018 was truly an amazing thing for God of War, and there are problems with God of War, but to me those flaws are so minuscule. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they are minuscule Yay, tiny. that this game is truly worthy of a 10 out of a 10. Worthy. And it is, and it, it was very hard. The second I beat this game, I pulled up my phone and start writing my list. I put this in my number one. You guys know, I'm pretty sure you guys know what my number one is, but I put this at number two. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the only, and there's only one smidge of reason why this is not my number one. Because because it's it's not better than the other one. <laughs> Do you want to put up Grayson Live's comment real quick? Yes, you're still I, here, Grayson. Thank you. Grayson's still you're here. Grayson says, "I think if they uh if they did give it three games for God of War, I would have enjoyed it much more. I yes. really liked it, but I'll agree, 2018 was so. We fun. will. I, I think we were. We, I really wanted to do a review of. We this, will eventually. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we, we will. will. Um, hopefully sooner rather than later. But you know, things happen. Keep but, an eye out for it. I just might not be on it. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but the idea that uh this should this was two games. Might not have been the best idea. No, I 100% mm -hmm. think it's the detriment of the game. Yeah. 
because it, it, it feels like two games put in the one game. No, and I do want, and I do completely understand everything you guys have been saying about how this is a lot of the same. There's a, the same mechanics. There's a few things that are a little bit different. But I was just having Christopher Judge is amazing as Kratos. Sunny all the performances are great. All yeah. the performances are Oscar worthy. This game is truly earned its title of nominee for game of the year. Yeah, truly. Oh, yeah. deserves it. It deserves all the accolades. Mm-hmm. I was talking about Bear McCreary's score. Gertie. Oh god. Oh, I think his score, by the way, real quickly, I think his score is better in this game than it was in the first game. He's just doing a lot more stuff too, because he has yeah. more stuff to work with. I was listening to the credits at the end, the like the actually roll credits part, yeah. and that music got me. Yeah, I my final point on my on a game that's on my honorable mentions is uh like with a lot of sequels, like I think it has higher highs, but also has extremely lower lows. Um, mm-hmm. Compared to that first game, and that just unfortunately like it, it it doesn't balance it out equally like the way I wish it would. Yeah. Um, it's still a great game. Yeah. Like it's still like it's still Again, it made my Sony, top fifteen. Yeah, it's still a Sony mm-hmm. God of War game. Like it's not a bad time. Uh, Sparks. Yeah. So we'll move on to number two. Number two. Um, for me, uh, I suspect this is the same as Ryan. So I will say that um, if I could have uh, gotten up earlier, I would have mm-hmm. started fighting. These bastards sooner mm-hmm. fight the empire. It's Andor. Oh, okay, yeah. Hey, number two is Andor. Yes, yeah. Number All right, two Andor. Andor. Right. I mean, guys, it's the best show of the year. It's not even a contest. And it's a Star um, Wars show in a year where we had bad Star Wars shows. It changes <laughs> yeah, this. everything about mm-hmm. Star Wars. It what you think it could do? Everything about oh yeah, IP television series uh-huh. it about Disney. Everything about streaming series. Um. Andor has changed the rules of what can be on television. I am so glad that when people finally started watching Andor and giving Andor a chance, they realized how great this show is. It really sucks that Andor was the last Star Wars show to come out this year because you get the one-two punch of Book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan Kenobi, and you're like, I don't know if I want to watch you, the show about oh, the about You the have to like beat people in the submission to convince them to try to watch the show. Because like, oh no, it's good, which we've said about all the other shows some people have said. So like, I get the trepidation, but like, man, this is a real ass show. Wait, that came out this year? Yeah. Yeah, top Whoa. of the year. Yeah, that and Obi, it's crazy, right? Well, Peacemaker kind of took over my mind, so. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. fair. But the, thing, but the thing about like Andor um, is that uh, Gabriel Luna is delivering a great performance. There's so many great lines. Uh, it, I think it is a career best for Andy Serkis. Um, Five of the best speeches or long yeah. <laughs> line deliveries in Star Wars are now in Andor. Yeah. yeah. Five of I, them. It, it It's so unlike what we have been conditioned to think of a Disney plus star Wars show. And it's so wonderful that it was allowed to be made. Yeah. Right? Because I share my dreams with ghosts, dude, mm-hmm. like, Stellan how is that line in a star Wars show? <laughs> like, if, like he should also get nominated for a star Wars show. Like, I don't know if it'll yeah. be, I don't know if it'll be Patty. I don't know if it'll no, be, I don't know, but, like, but like, but like also like, this is like a, like a, Stellan's been around for decades, so like this isn't a career like performance, but like this is one of his best performances. Yeah, and it is in a Star Wars show where he's giving really sad, like insanely good speeches, and I'm like, I cannot believe this is the show I'm watching. Like every week, we were like, so like this is real. We were shocked. We were watching. This? I was shocked yeah. every week watching it and or being like, holy shit, I just watched that prison prison I, stuff happening. I, in a Star I, Wars show? My my crush on Mon Mothma didn't even cloud Mommy, me because Mommy the Mothma. show was that good uh the actress who plays mon mothma it's so wonderful that she is allowed to have this material that to work with after being cut from revenge of the sith and having a small mm-hmm. part in rogue one like it's so wonderful that she gets the show to really shine and yeah. be and like define mon mothma this is the most screen time that the character of mon mothma has ever had this and it's and it's wonderful to see uh this defining 
a performance for this character that's been in Star Wars for decades. Uh-huh. I want to say we mentioned this when we did our FNW about it. Our fingers watch. Definitely go check that out if you want more. Um, but this is the most adult Star Wars has ever been. I f- at least that's yeah. how I feel. Like. No, it, ab- this is it most, absolutely This is the is. most adult Star Wars has ever been. And then this definitely brings into light about how we, for as children, we forget that the Empire is truly an oppressive force. Yeah, They are literal space Nazis, and their show is not afraid to deviate from like, oh, we got to make a kitty because, you know, it's Star Wars. It's yeah, yeah. Fun. Like the most hardcore adult that this is a war that we got was Rogue One. Now with Andor, it's like, no, we're going into TV fourteen territory, teetering on MA they don't, a little bit. They don't sand down like the hard edges. No, they don't. Like 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 a Clone Wars would or something. No. Again, not not saying that's a bad quality thing. It's just mm-hmm. like like the 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 audience they're trying no, to is, talk. This about. is what the this is what's always kind of been on the outskirts with Star Wars. And Star Wars is a is a kid's property. Yeah, it's like first and foremost, made for for adolescents. Um, and like that 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 is what Star Wars is made for, and, mm-hmm. it's, and it's honestly really great that it is. Um, but like. Star Wars has been playing with this idea of fascism in in in, in such an interesting way since Disney bought it that because of the PG-13 nature of most of the movies and the animation and the animated nature of most of the shows can't really dive into it as much as as much as you think that they should and Honestly, that conditions you to think, oh, well, they'll never do that. Oh, well, they'll never do that. And then Andor comes over and does that mm-hmm. and, and really dives into the nature of fascism, the nature of what it does to people and the nature of like there's a line in the movie. There's a line in the show um, uh, like terror isn't easy. It's not your natural state. So that's why they fight harder for it, because you I'm, I'm butchering. No, I know. The line, what I know you're talking about. But like, yeah. you know, the, the, like the, the line where it's like um, they they fight because it's not natural. That's why they have to fight so hard to oppress well, you. Contr- controlling people is unnatural. That's yeah. why they fight so hard yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, once I probably I've probably said this like three or four times this past year, but what a year for TV shows with characters that we thought they were just going to be one-offs. And Peacemaker Andor. Peacemaker yeah. Andor. It's like, why? Who cares about those characters? They had their movies. Now it's like, now nah, they gave us like two of the absolute best television it's so shows funny. of the they entire the, year. They have taken the uh, the concept of. Anything can be good with the with the right creative team. To anything can be great with the right creative team. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Andor was a story that needed to be told, and other things that have gone on to streaming services have not been that that way. And yeah. especially in the IP machine. But for Star Wars, this was like we have a story to tell. We have a really important story to tell, and you're going to want to see it. Um, I, I could talk about Andor for an hour more, or what we've already done. Figure watch because we, yeah. we've got it right there. Um, but we got it, multiple it, hours. I'm so I'm so jazzed about it. I was so pleased. Like it wasn't even finished. I was like the number two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I uh, uh, that that and Peacemaker are, are the only two shows that I watched. I watched multiple times because I watched it on my own when it came out at midnight because I couldn't wait. And then I watched it with you because I'm like, oh, I'm all in on both these shows. Uh, yeah. I, I waited Ryan. a little bit for for Andor. I just made sure that when I did watch Andor, it was in the arc chunks, and that just made it just yeah, 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 a great viewing experience for me. Right, Ryan, your number two. My number two is Andor. He's, he said it with oh yeah, yeah we can't Cassie and Andor. So my number two is Glass Onion. Honorable. Um, yeah. Nice. I had that lower. Um, I really love Glass Onion. Um, I like it. I I like it better than Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Um, I've come to terms with the fact that I think it is a better movie than Knives Out. I mm-hmm. love Knives Out. Knives Out is incredible, but this one is 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 so good. Uh, I love the cast. I really, really, really like Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc in this film. He really gets to shine and have, deliver some 
truly great lines. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I have quoted, no, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. Over and over again. Um, there's a line in this movie that floored me. The clip is out there. You can check it out if you want to, but I highly recommend watching it in the context that it is, and I will not repeat it here because I will butcher it. Uh, Glass Onion's great. Um, I put it at my number 11. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I just thought it was funny. It was smart. It was sharp. Um, I I don't think I would personally put it over Knives Out only for me, only because I think the supporting cast not everyone gets to shine as well as they do in Knives Out. Sure, I understand and that's that. really my major like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thing about it. But other than that, I just really like it. Yeah. I think it's so like the, the twist second half and everything reveal is yeah, the so big, well the, done. Yeah. The big twist is so good. Mm-hmm. Because and like, what, like I uh, I didn't see it coming at all. Yeah, One yeah. of the things I really like about Ryan Johnson's Murder Mysteries is that they is that he is so ingrained in murder mysteries that he can he can play with you. Mm-hmm. He can it can be like, oh, you think this is one way or the, but it ends up being the other. And and I think I think Glass Onion is the the epitome of that idea that like, well, you know Hercule Poirot adventures, you know how this is going to go, but this isn't a Hercule Poirot adventure. No, no, no. This is a Benoit Blanc adventure. Benoit Blanc. Um, and I think this is this is I I I think this is Daniel Craig's uh, best role personally. So mm-hmm. at least my favorite. I don't role. know. He's pretty good in Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. It's at least my favorite role that he's ever done. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Awesome. Uh, favorite movie: The Glass year. Onion. Okay. Ben and Ryan definitely have the same number one. Yep. Yes. Do you guys want to go on it now? Do you want to wait? A no, let's just bit? do it now. All right, All right. Ben. Say at the same it, time. Three, Three, two, one. Elden Ring. I, I was gonna say something else, and I and I totally blanked. Please out. don't. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah. You son of a no, bitch. Elden Ring God. is not just my favorite game of the year. It's not just my favorite thing of the year. It is one do, of my do the ring ride. It is one of my favorite just pieces of art that has ever been created. Yeah. I already know I want to get a tattoo of the blasphemous sword, the sword that I use for a hundred hours in that game. Uh-huh. It's a sword that is taken out of a giant snake man's mouth, pulled out, and it's got like the decomposing bodies and like arms are hanging off. It's like Shin Godzilla's tail, kind it's of. Essentially, cool, sword. Brandon, it's your worst nightmare. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> we've talked about Elden Ring probably hours at this point on this we, podcast and other we, podcasts. Every time we mention Basement Arcade, we do a Basement Arcade quarterly. It's on every quarterly. It's There's on two every- episodes of Basement Arcade. <laughs> I Seriously, Elden Ring has been, ever since this game came out in February, I knew we were in for a treat. I knew we were in for something special. And this was the... the it took well over six plus... Seven months... Oh God! Ryan's showing Brandon. (laughs) Yeah, it's super gooey. He's showing he's showing the sword, the blasphemous sword. It's the coolest sword I've ever seen. But yeah, this game was inside my PlayStation Four for the longest time, and it finally came out when I got God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, I played over 198 hours total, and that is with playing online with Grayson, with you, Mm -hmm. with my brother, just playing all sorts of things. Grayson is in the chat doing the O. A little bit of sparks, yeah. He just put a little bit of sparks. Sorry. A little bit of sparks. Just a little bit of sparks. Yeah, Grayson's in the chat doing the O because he he would text me and he would stay up early Friday mornings and be like, you want to ride into glory? I'm like, we're riding to glory. Yeah, I... uh, I play a lot of video games on multiple systems, but on my PlayStation specifically, I played 700 hours of video games. One third of that was Elden Ring. (laughs) That makes sense. 230 hours was Elden Ring. Um, and I enjoyed every single minute. Even the bosses that were giving me trouble, I would just take a breath and just go back at it. Yeah, this game. The reason you learn and you you beat them. As much as I loved God of War, I mean, Elden Ring. Everything about Elden Ring was 
it was fantastic. The art design, this the story wasn't like in your face like uh, God of War was, but the art design, the creature design, the characters. The it's a story, video game. It's the gameplay is always yes. The gameplay yeah. was there. The game. I was playing this game so much that when I would play other games like Kirby or even when I would try the Cuphead DLC with Fanny, mm-hmm. I'm missing. I'm pressing the wrong button because I'm thinking it's the dodge oh, roll from yeah. Elden Ring. Oh yeah, or like, or we take a break and then we come back to Elden Ring, which there are videos. You got, and then they're like, yeah. oh, like uh, it's been it's been two months. Yeah, like when we were fighting a uh, drink. I have uh, no memory of this place. Like yeah. when we were fighting the dragon Placidius axe. But, oh and my boy, <laughs> no Placidius axe. That's no, the I name. know it's just really. Funny. You know, the Dragon Lord. Is. Yeah, well, the great Dragon Lord Pacific yeah. and yeah, it, just, King Ghidorah. Yeah, yeah, the two-headed dragon. And you're and Ryan's and Ryan and I are trying to kill this boss, and Ryan's like, "Oh, that's not the right button." And then we finally get our groove back, and then we kill it, and we're like, yeah, fifteen you, attempts later, you feel like you're on top of the world. Yeah, it's like drugs. You, it's great. Yeah, like every every time you beat a boss in any FromSoft game, it's great. But like Elden Ring, just like it, it gives you player choice uh-huh. in a way that no other game I've ever played in my life nope. has given you. And I said it's it is it is the ultimate Dungeons and Dragons game where you can mm-hmm. play any class with all your friends, do any boss. It's all open for you. You want to change up your stats that you have, or you can restat and you can redo a new, a renew, do a new build. It does not um, play against you. They give out those rebirth things like candy, larval tears. Those larval tears, like you candy. played a, a mere twenty five hours. Sparks, I know you have stuff to say about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was my number 15. And and I had to put it on my number 15 because um I didn't get the full amount out of it that you guys did. I didn't mm-hmm. have the time this year to mm-hmm. do it. Um but that is more than I usually put in plenty of other games. That is the and, full length of other games. And, and and for me, the thing about it is that Elden Ring is is so beautifully rendered to be tell your own story in this world. Mm-hmm. And and that you I, I played a lot of role-playing kind of games and it's never felt like I'm just doing my thing. Yeah. I'm just doing mm-hmm. my thing like you would in tabletop role-playing. Uh, and I can create my own narrative of my character and and I'm I'm guiding my own story. And it feels so fulfilled in that way. Yeah. Uh, and even with my small amount of time in it, uh, comparatively, I get that. Twenty five hours is still experience. a lot. I yeah, felt that still, experience. I understood that, like I crafted my own path through things, and yeah. and and that kind of agency is the kind of thing I I want open world games to give me, and is why other open world games that don't have that bother me so much because it yeah, feels yeah. so like bullshit to go yeah. to just a pad time, and I never felt like I was padding it's, time. Oh no! Like I I know. Did you have Pokemon on your list at all, Ben, anywhere? No, okay. I did not. Just look at the open world of that game and then the open world of Elden Ring. Not even and they're, and the, the not Switch, even not close. even it being a Switch exclusive. Just like the fidelity and just like the care and just like it's not just like random assets thrown into it. Like, right. It's like, this man, like Sonic Frontiers. Yeah. I'm, truly, I'm truly thrilled for you guys to have a, a game of the year um, pause menu, which there will be for Elden oh, Ring. Oh, yeah. For you guys to just absolutely go off and gush because it, I know this is special mm-hmm. and I'm so glad you guys got yeah. to get so much out of it because you guys is like, I, I, I like playing video games a lot, but you yeah. guys are, are very passionate. Gamers. We're pro gamers. And like, and, and for you to get something like this, I, I know that's awesome. And yeah. it's so, it is so incredibly special. When I, I was really hoping to get Ryan to play with me, but he was busy that, that day. So I it summoned a bunch of people in to help me take down Melania, the Blade of Mikola. The worst. The, the worst. When the I worst. beat her, I beat her with help. I will not say I won v one. That was a cat. <laughs> <laughs> a cat scared the shit out of Brandon. Oh, the, the scratchies. Yeah, oh, that, that's yeah, even worse. The, the she. Uh, Astra, why do you do things? Because she's a cat. She okay. is a cat. 
But when I defeated Melania, yeah, I felt so elated. And then there are times I'm playing bosses on Cuphead DLC with Fanny, and I'm and we're just getting frustrated on certain bosses. And I looked at Fanny, I'm like, you know what? I'd rather be fighting Melania. <laughs> She's like, you rather fight her? I'm like, yeah, I'd rather fight that bitch than this one. <laughs> yeah. Um. God, it's just it's just a there is a pre Elden Ring Ring world and a post Elden Ring world now. And like, oh, that's so true. And yes. like, open world games, like obviously the games coming in the next one to two years, like they can't change everything after Elden Ring. But like, no, it is. It's gonna set a new standard. Like, uh, thank God, Breath of uh, like, like what Andor has done for IP television that you're not gonna see the effect for a bit. Yes, it has set a new bar of like, hey, what are you doing? Uh, Elden Ring is the same. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and like, we're getting Tears of the Kingdom, the new Zelda game, and yeah. I and. I am not worried about that game because Breath of the Wild is dope, but like other like the next Assassin's Creed game or like whatever the next big open world game that I will play because I play them all. It's Mm -hmm. just going to be like, man, this is not the same. This is not the same. There's a reason because in my second article for Fusion Magazine, I wrote an article about Elden Ring. I was about maybe 25, 27 hours into the game. And I was far enough that I thought it was not a review. But I felt that I had a, there was enough. Uh, I played enough so I can solidly say that Elden Ring is from Software's magnum opus. I still believe that. Yeah. Oh, nearly two hundred uh, hours yeah, later, 100%. Elden Ring oh, yeah. is one hundred percent from Software's magnum opus. And Ben, you've played other Dark Souls games. Like, you, like this is the yeah. cul- culmination of everything I, they've ever done. I am so happy yeah. Fanny got me my PlayStation Five when she did, because mm-hmm. when she got me my PS Five, I got Demon, Demon Souls. Souls. And I can't get past the Tower Knight. Yeah, yeah. I can't do it, and I don't like the we Tower. Can, we can Knight. go back to it. But playing Elden Ring, I'm like, this is the best. No matter how many times Margaret killed me when I first got to him, just playing the rest of Elden Ring and just exploring Foul the world. Tarnished. Just exploring the worlds. I had such a great time. Astrid, don't, don't go up there. The, baby. Game, the game is always rewarding. And like, yes. and, and my final thought will be, excuse me, like, I can't believe there are like, like five or six like big open zones, right? Like, and I just can't believe how many times we're like a hundred, hundred hours in. I will go. T- I will open a brand new vista, and it's just a giant, giant, beautiful thing with so many things to do. And it's like, I just, I don't know if I'm ever going to beat this game. And then I did, two hundred thirty hours later. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still have it hundred percent at everything, which oh, is I haven't unbelievable. I know I'm missing like one or two bosses, but you know what? It's one hundred eighty-six. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but the bosses I did defeat. And when I became Elden Ward, it was so satisfying. And you got married. Look, like out, I did. look out for that Game of the Year discussion coming to pause menu. Great stuff. Sparks, your number one? My number one, and it, I knew it would never move from the moment I saw it, was everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, if I didn't, if I didn't have that game, that would be your number one. Movie of the Year. Yeah. Um, absolutely phenomenal film. Um, for me, to have a film that tells a story about this generational family burden um but the way that they do it is that <laughs> the story encompasses not just telling her story but the her story of her relationship with her father her story of her relationship with her husband and her story of her relationship with her daughter mm-hmm. but not solely from only her perspective but allowing theirs to also be com- present and seen and fulfilled through the narrative of the film mm-hmm. is exceptional not to mention all of the wacky multiverse stuff that they do on a such a uh, small independent budget um everything everywhere all at once it was a little lower on your list uh is is just a, a masterful and beautiful film with some of my favorite performances of the year only Andor and Elden Ring beat it those yeah. are pretty tough yeah 
Exactly. Uh, it, it, it moved me completely. Um, it's, it's inspiring yeah. in a creative standpoint, the way that they were able to work around every idea into fitting this low budget film. Um, and Michelle Yeoh giving one of the best performances that I've ever seen from her. Yeah. Um, and her Stephanie Hsu, uh, who played her daughter. Oh my gosh. Um, I can't her the, the the final scene at the end like when like they have like their big heart to heart and like I'm crying in the theater like I can't watch that scene on Twitter I just can't because I know if I watch that two and two and a half minute scene I'll start crying it's very it's so it's it's incredible it it really cuts right to the point and cuts right to the heart and um and I think about the line in another life I would have been perfectly happy to yep. just do laundry and taxes with you yes all the time I think of those, I'm gonna cry I think it, now. Yeah, I think of those rocks. About it, it's so good. I think of those rocks and just how like man, isn't this quiet? Isn't this lovely? And the and the not cheesy way I think that they incorporate the idea of her learning to to engage with the way of of loving life that her husband does. And when she says, "I'm learning to fight like you," mm. and she brings kindness and compassion to who she is yeah. instead, um, is so well executed uh i i just i loved it i it, loved it so much yeah it's it's if this were just like a family drama like with all the actors and everything that's happening and just like them dealing with that it would be incredible but the fact that it's also like a wacky multiverse action movie at the same time and none of that like counters or like defects any of the other drama that's happening how it's all just seamless like there's dildo fights it's like it's it's, dramatic, it's, 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 dramatic, like, it's incredible comedic and it's uh, it's literally it's everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, it really yeah. is, and and action packed all, yeah. all at the same time, and that's that's and again like the low budget nature of it, like the Daniels, like it's insane, like what they're able to put on screen with like so little money, like this and Swiss Army Man, like what what are they gonna do with a budget? Like I, it's crazy. Like they're so talented. Yeah. My number one. I'm so excited. I know what it is. Star Trek: Strange, Strange New, New Worlds. Worlds. Engage. Uh, that was down at my. Ooh, I gotta double check. Where was that on my list? I had it. I had eleven, alternating between fourteen. I had alternating between between two and one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Glass Onion and Strange New Worlds kept switching a lot, but finally, I just you know what? I have not stopped thinking about Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. That's so awesome. That 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 is the show. That is the show of the year for me. I love Andor. I love Peacemaker. Star Trek: Strange New Worlds was such a beautiful piece of science fiction such a wonderful uh reminder of why star trek is good and why people of all ages need to watch star trek all the damn time uh this is 10 episodes <laughs> 10 hour long standalone episodes with a cast that you immediately fall in love with from the get from the jump you're like i love all of you and i want to see standalone episodes of every single one of you he's oh, yeah. right he's right and like uh to anyone who listens and and you guys know that brandon is a huge star trek fan so this might not be very shocking it's my number 14 think about the things i put below he it. doesn't watch star trek i don't watch star trek <laughs> and i watch this and i'm telling you it's it's that good it's a very very good show that what whatever is the, supposed to be the spirit of star trek that they wanted to start with they definitely have it captured here in a bottle um with this cast, with this team, shipping about um, it's just not like the sci-fi shows I'm seeing on television around it right now. Yeah. It's not like the Star Trek I've seen on television in the past two decades. Yeah. Uh, just what I've glimpsed or what I engaged with as a kid. Like Disco. this is this is something else, uh, and it's very very effective. Ooh. The thing that's the thing that's so interesting is that like 
Yeah, the, look, there's Star Trek. There's three ages of Star Trek. There's Star Trek the original series. There's uh, the golden age of Star Trek, which is the '90s, which is the '80s, '90s, and early aughts, um, which had Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise. And then we had a long gap where we had the Kelvin films between that. But then we had this new era of, of, of Star Trek, which has Discovery, Lower Decks, Prodigy, um, hey, Picard, Picard, um, Strange New Worlds, and I like Discovery when it's good. I think it's pretty good. Lower Decks, I think, is great. Um, the like before Strange the Worlds came out, it was like the Star Trek show for me. A Prodigy, I'm struggling with Prodigy a bit more than other people. Which I, whatever, Picard really let me down this season. I was so hot on it in the beginning, but like the season really let me down. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for the for the third. But Strange New Worlds was like, hey, remember Star Trek? <laughs> remember how good you're supposed to feel when you watch Star Trek? Yes. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna give you that. I love it. We're just going to do Star Trek and like. Not to not to like ignore it. Star Trek Strange New Worlds to me is the show specifically benefiting from the Orville. Yeah. Um, the Orville worked and they saw, oh, the Orville can work. Well, we can bring bring Star Trek sincerity and thoughtfulness to that and just also do that. Mm-hmm. And not that it's like aping off of the Orville, but I think the Orville proved that there is a model for like good old fashioned Star Trek that's still out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Strange New Worlds said, All right, hold my beer, let's run with that. Yeah. And they did. They went for it full speed, and it worked. They reimagined such interesting characters like the Gorn, um, which are which are a great villain from the original series that were reimagined in such a cool way. Lizard Man. Um, the moment the first episode starts, and Anson Mount as Captain Christopher Pike says, "Space, the final frontier." I'm like, "Oh shit, we are here, baby." Already. That Enterprise design is beautiful. Eagle Moss went out of business at the wrong time because I would have bought that damn ship. Them. And it's such a colorful show. Yeah. And it's so bright. I love because like that's what a Star Trek was. Because that's what original Star Trek was and like they, they've translated that very, very well. I it's, love the uniform design. Love it. It's just it's so pleasing to look at and then just so well done. I, I really highly recommend it, guys. It's it's a great show. I'll watch it this year for sure. All right. That's, that's it. it guys. Hell yeah. That's uh, it. So we're going to real quickly do uh if you What were a with great us, year for entertainment, It y'all. really was. Um I'm so I'm so surprised but also thrilled about a lot of the choices here. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. what what a great time that was. Um okay guys, I'm going to read back your top 15 to you and then Exciting. after I read your top 15, I will read your predictions that happened in the middle of 2022, when we did our sixth anniversary special, mm-hmm. our annual, um, we predicted where we thought we were going to land with a bunch of things. So I'm going to start oh, with boy. Ben. Oh, boy. And Ben, your top 15 were uh-huh. Elden Ring, yep. God of War Ragnarok, mm-hmm. Andor, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, House of the Dragon, Peacemaker, The Rings of Power, Turning Red, The Batman, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Top Gun Maverick, Cult of the Lamb, the Northman, Werewolf by Night, Man. and Slumberland. Man, yep. and on a different day, like that could have been my list. Like every, like, uh, every <laughs> for sure, so much good shit. Like everything you hear on there, you're like, "Oh, that's great." Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Ben's predictions were that he didn't do a particular order for most of them, but he did say Elden Ring would be number one, which he was correct. Wow, yeah, hell he yeah! Right. Mm-hmm. He said Sonic the Hedgehog two would be number two. Mm-hmm. It's on number four. So, and then in no particular order, the Batman, which was on your list. Uh huh. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness did nope, not nah. make the cut. Uh-huh. Peacemaker, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick, mm-hmm. Thor Love and Thunder. No. Nope. Interesting. Stranger Things. Nope. <gasps> oh, he forgot about forgot Stranger about Things. About Stranger. What, what I didn't forget. On, would it have been on your top 15? 
maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. See, it has like really high highs. Lo- I loved that episode. Super that se- low lows. I loved that Stranger Things series. Yeah. I, no, I get that you. season. I liked it a lot too. And Lightyear. Those were Ben's top no. 10 predictions. They were just 10 because we didn't know we were going to go to And Lightyear, at Lightyear hadn't come out at the time. So we were right. all pretty pretty like hoping, hopeful yeah. for and Lightyear. here I was thinking that, 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 that Lightyear was going to be out turning red, not even close. Yeah. Cra- crazy. Yeah. Uh, my top 15, as a reminder, was Everything Everywhere All at Once, Andor, Peacemaker, The Batman, The Boys Season 3, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Prey, The Rings of Power, Turning Red, Werewolf by Night, Glass Onion, RRR, The Fablemans, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, and Elden Ring. My predictions, and I did go in order, were that my number one would be Everything Everywhere All at Once. Ding! Peacemaker. I was almost right. It was number three, and only because Andor came out. (laughs) (laughs) Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which ended up a lot lower. Chainsaw Man, which was the anime, and I did not watch enough of it to play in that judgment. I'm sure Chainsaw Man is on next year's list because the back half of that season is going to come Woo-hoo. out and that tells the whole story of part one. So Chainsaw Man, probably next year. Yeah. You mean Lightyear. this year? Yeah, this year. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I know. Lightyear uh, didn't, didn't make it. Nope. Elden Ring, that did. It's Glass true. Onion, The Batman, mm-hmm. Star Trek, Stranger Worlds, all those were there. Halloween Ends ended up in my hall, honorable mention. Love it. In my top 10. Nice. Okay, for Ryan. Is me. Uh, Ryan had Elden Ring, Andor, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Turning Red, The Bear, Peacemaker, The Batman, Avengers, X-Men, and Eternals, Judgment Day, Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, Our Flag Means Death, Halloween Ends, Midnight Suns, Barbarian, Nope, Marvel Snap. That's a damn good list. When I look at Midnight Suns, I know it's the game, but I'm thinking because of of recent stuff that it's another Mike Flanagan show. (laughs) One more Midnight, yeah, yeah. Ryan, you didn't give a particular order, but you said Elden Ring. Yep. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yep. Multiversus. Ooh. Nope. No, it did not. Uh, the Batman, Turning yep. Red, yep. Peacemaker. Yeah. Our flag means death. Yeah. Thor, Love and Thunder. No. Ooh. Nope. Nope. Midnight Suns. Wow. I almost got Wait, all of them. You almost got Thor, all of them. Love and Thunder come out at the time we made this? No. no. Okay. It was so an that's, estimation. That explains that's why, why. It's so many of our um, And Multiverses. Thought, yeah. And Multiverses, I think what like both Ryan and I were pretty optimistic about it at the time that it was going to end up there. And I think we were just really caught up in the fact that like the game is impressive. Like we were, we were just it's great to play. So, like it's really good. Oh, this is much better than we thought. But like there was so much other shit. Honestly, if both Midnight Suns and Marvel Snap, if I didn't play either of those, it might have cracked it. Maybe. Uh, Cause I really like playing that game, but like, yeah, too, yeah, no. Finally, Brandon, your top 15 were Star Trek, Strange New Worlds, Last Onion, Andor, Top Gun Maverick, RRR, hey. Peacemaker, Puss in Boots, Last Wish, Dragon Ball Super Superhero, Prey, Slumberland, Werewolf by Night, God of War, Ragnarok, The Batman, Spirited, and Cobra Kai wow. Season 5. That's a lot of years, too. We know, we know, and we know, you, we know who we are. In no particular order, Downton Abbey, A New Era. Oh. That was close. Top Gun Maverick, Prey. Yep. yep. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which I have to admit, I was stunned didn't make your top 15. It was in it. My second list, it was there. Honorable mentions. I'm, I was stunned because you were really hot on that I one. really liked that did movie. None, did no Marvel stuff? No. Werewolf by Night. Oh, sorry. Werewolf. I forget. That's, that's yeah. the MCU thing. That's that the one. Both that and um, the, the um, Dungeon Abbey were really close. Yeah. No She-Hulk or Miss Marvel. She-Hulk was in my honorable mentions, yeah. and the only reason I couldn't put it above is because I'm like, it's very good. It just it just doesn't clear over these other things yeah, as yeah, far yeah. as resonating. But I was like, I really want to because I'm like, for what it was supposed to be, it was the perfect show. I, I felt the same way. I was like, man, I get I, I, Marvel Snap. Star Trek Strange New Worlds, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Prehistoric Planet. Oh, oh I forgot about Prehistoric Planet. Oh. 
our flag means death, peacemaker, mm. and glass onion. So you were pretty close on pretty your close, estimations yeah. there. Uh, pretty sure planet might have been my honorable mentions. I think the only one sure. I didn't get was, was I said I'd like uh, Thor. Nope, nope and, uh, sorry, uh, Thor and multiverses were your two. Oh, multiverses, yeah. I was hot on a lot of the Marvel films. Thinking, oh yeah, those Marvel films are gonna make it, no problem. And then the rest of the year, hey, listen, I'm like, nope. I have to say, like, yeah. I, I don't know what it says. I, I'm sure it says something though that like none of us even honorable mentioned Wakanda forever. Yeah, Ooh. and like, and I thought I, about it, and I think it's a really good film. Yeah. yeah, but there's something about like that feeling of just being trapped in grief that just made it so I it's really put it in the top of the year. Yeah. It's really, really sad, and it's that's not sad. that's not. I I want. It's call that a criticism, but like it's not a movie I'm gonna want to watch all the time. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, I watched the first Black Panther uh, a lot. Yeah, honestly, when I was going, I was watching Namor. When I was making this list, I completely forgot about Wakanda Forever. Yeah, and then I thought about, I was like, I mean, I like it, but everybody forgot about the boys. Yeah. It's true. Everyone yeah. forgot about the boys. But Again, Black Panther has like really high highs, but like the lower, the lower yeah, lows. I, but also, we kept singing about how there's just too much good stuff this year. I, it's, it's I, true. It's true. It was a big year. Uh, I, I felt on some level like you guys were, weren't really thinking about the boys, but I did not expect all of you to just kind of hand in, head in your hands go, oh, no. No, because <laughs> that's boys. a great, it's great, it's but great it show. is it is a constant like, oh, yeah, the boys, it's great. It's always great. It's like you don't think about it. Yeah. I'm like, you're right. Right. Well, well honorable mention. That's it. The 2023 season is go- has started strong. Only five hours? With a almost five and a half hour show. Let's talk about Evangelion real quick. No. Um, 